This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Wednesday, May 13th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. An accused rapist who was recently re- released from prison is believed to be dead after a standoff with police in Bucks County on Tuesday. The wild scene played out on the 2000 block of Hilltown Pike in Hilltown Township at about 11 a.m. Investigators say the incident started with some type of altercation involving a man and accused rapist Curtis Fish. Officials told 6ABC that the suspect tried to break into the Crossroads Tavern before fleeing into the home nearby. The owner of Crossroads Tavern was inside at the time and watched most of it happen. Police tried to Tase fish, the owner said, but it didn't work. Video reportedly shows fish setting off fireworks towards officers. Moments later, the residents went up in flames. The Hilltown Township Police Chief says he believes the man dead is fish, but that they are still in the early stages of the investigation and trying to confirm that. Fish was recently released from prison because of COVID-19. He's behind bars after police say he raped and kidnapped a woman this past New Year's Day. Bucks County District Attorney Matt Weintraub said he strongly advised against fish being released from prison. No officer were hurt during Tuesday's incident. Once considered a less vulnerable age group, more hospitals are reporting children being treated with uh, pediatric multi-system inflammation inflammatory syndrome uh, that's associated with COVID-19. The mysterious illness has symptoms that mimic that of Kawasaki disease or toxic shock. A Montgomery County mother, Mindy Herman, says her six-month-old son experienced this firsthand. He first developed a rash on his body. His platelets were in the millions, she said. Kawasaki disease is known to follow viral infections. The number of children suffering from symptoms mimicking the disease are climbing. New numbers include 150 cases nationwide. The CDC is set to issue a warning this week. Local Doctors at CHOP, St. Christopher's, and DuPont Hospitals have all treated several kids with the syndrome recently. The symptoms include high fever, rash, redness to the eyes and lips, and if not caught quickly, it can prove deadly. It can lead to inflammation all over the body, in the heart, kidneys, and blood vessels, said Dr. Emily Souter, the attending physician of pediatrics, infectious disease at St. Christopher's, as pediatricians are now urging parents to eye potential symptoms. New Jersey will be more than doubling the number of public health professionals currently tracing COVID-19 cases, Governor Phil Murphy said Tuesday. The state will hire at least 1,000 people, creating a community contact tracing corporation and supplementing the roughly 800 to 900 mostly county health officials who are currently tracing contacts among coronavirus positive residents. The news came as Murphy announced the state's COVID-19 data is trending in the right direction, though he stopped short of uh, specifying dates by which the state might reopen its economy. The road back is paved with five words. Public health creates economic health, Murphy said. We will move as quickly as we can, but as safely as we must. Murphy pointed to the top four indicators, hospitalizations, patients in the hospital, patients in the ICU, and patients on ventilators. They decreased 36 to 71 percent since the peak. He emphasized that New Jersey is the hardest hit per capita state in the country and is the most densely populated. The state's more than 500 long-term care facilities must also test all of their residents for the virus by May 26th under a new health department order. There must also be follow-up tests a week later, and facilities must also update their outbreak prevention plan by May 19th, he added. The governor announced $6 billion, uh, million in federal funding will be directed to Rutgers University to boost their uh, test production capabilities from 10,000 tests per day to 50,000 within the next six to eight weeks. As of Tuesday, there were 135 testing sites in the state, both public and privately owned. Murphy said, along with right 
state aid testing locations. CVS will be operating 50 sites throughout the state by the end of the month. The New Jersey Department of Health will be issuing an order expanding access to testing without a prescription for residents with possible exposure who fall in priority categories and lack access to a primary care practitioner, Murphy said. Uh, The state added 898 new positive cases since Monday, bringing the total to 140,743. It's the first time since March 25th that the number of new cases has been below 1,000, Murphy pointed out. There were 198 deaths reported since Monday, bringing the death toll to 9,508. All right, in sports this morning. Major League Baseball might still be several weeks away from resuming play, but the factory that supplies bats to many of its players resumed production this week in Kentucky. Wow. The, yeah, the Hellerick and Bradsby plant that makes Louisville Slugger bats had been shut down for nearly two months because of the coronavirus pandemic. On Monday, workers started filling orders for some big leaguers as part of Kentucky's economy reopened after weeks of shutdowns. The company said it uh, put 171 furloughed employees back on the payroll after receiving a loan from a government program aimed at helping small businesses. UFC President Dana White said that he expects the lightweight unification bout between Khabib Nurmagomedov and interim champ Justin Gaethje to happen on on Fight Island this summer. In an interview, White said, I don't know if it will be the first one, but it will be on Fight Island unless miraculously the world comes back together faster than I think it's going to. White said the infrastructure on the island is currently under construction. UFC's Fight Island, it should be noted, is a real place, but nobody seems to know exactly where it is or what it is. According to several reports, the island is likely to be a tropical paradise where fighters can live and train in international waters. And the Mamba Sports Academy is retiring Mamba from its name out of respect for Kobe Bryant. The Mamba Sports Academy was founded in 2018 as a joint athletic training business venture with Bryant and Sports Academy CEO Chad Faulkner. The name will change back to the Sports Academy with a new website and logo rebranding. Brian and his 13-year-old daughter, Gianna, were among nine people who died in a helicopter crash while on their way to the Academy in Thousand Oaks, California, on the morning of January 26th. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kath. We rise with beautiful sunshine, gorgeous skies. You start your Wednesday morning. Things that happen on Wednesdays with us include a little visit on television. We're going to go on uh, Fox Good Day, and we'll do that around 7.55 this morning. We also like to give away uh, via our secret text word. So uh, beer has been the order lately, and we will continue that. We have Sly Fox's, Alex's Lemonade Wheat Ale. Nice. A case of that to give away. So go ahead. It's open. It's ready for you. Well, not the beer, but the text messaging is. You can text the word secret to 39333, and we'll send a word back to you. Uh, the designated caller who gets the word right is going to get a case of beer. We'll have a random texter on top of that, too. Uh, a couple of guests I'll tell you about in a moment. But first, I think we should announce our coolest teacher. Oh, yeah. Uh, yesterday, we around this time, uh, Steve had drawn at random the name of Lower Marion High School. And sure enough, we got loads of votes. And I am uh, ready to reveal who the winner is from Lower Marion High School. Beloved by the staff and student body, we are happy to award the coolest teacher coffee mug to Mr. Kevin Grugan. Kevin Grugan. The Gruger. The Gruger. Mr. Grugan. 
is a math teacher, and he is the boys' basketball assistant coach and uh, a high school teammate of Kobe Bryant. Is oh, that wow. right? Yes, sir. That's pretty amazing. That is correct. Husband, three kids. We know a little bit about him. And for the past uh, five years, has been a part of the uh, Lower Marion High School, has hosted the annual Hope Classic. And uh, that helps to benefit what is called, uh, I think it's Angleman Syndrome Foundation. And his daughter lives with Angleman Syndrome. So if we hear from him later on, we'll ask a little bit more about that. And isn't he the creator of Gruegerfest? No, I don't. Oh. Well, I can't definitively say, say no. no. All right. But I don't. I can't say yes either. I hope it's the case. It's we all do. Yeah, uh, but Kevin Grugan of Lower Marion High School, you are the coolest teacher of the year, according to the students. So, uh, hopefully, we'll get a chance to talk to you later on this morning and uh, officially award you with your Preston Steve Coolest Teacher of the Year coffee mug. That means we get to choose a new school, Casey. All right, it's your turn. Yay! He's reaching into the basket of goodness. Nothing in your hand. We've never met before. Never met before. Wait, yeah. Yes, we have. He actually has it above his head. Yes, as they so do. Tall. So he can't see okay. into the container. Has a slip of paper. And now let's find out what school gets to vote for the oh, next Oh, get out of town. I can't believe I picked this school of all schools. Are you what? guys ready for this? We're is staying it? in the state of Pennsylvania. It is not my alma mater. Okay. But it is Ridley High School. Oh! Ridley. This is the closest high school to where I grew up. All right. Yes. So Ridley High School, we now put it to you. You have to vote and tell us who the coolest teacher of the past year has been. Who has uh, gone above and beyond? Who has stood out to you? Who's helped you? Who do you think deserves this award? And it's super duper simple. Marissa has uh, simplified it this year. You just text the word teacher to 39333. That's it. You don't have to send out anybody else's names or any of that stuff. Because we're going to send a voting link back to you, and that's where you fill out the info. So just text the word teacher to 39333 if you go to Ridley High School. And then tomorrow, we will award the Love uh, it. The, the buck. Yes. Cool. And we'll, the response has been great. Yep, absolutely. So we continue. All right. Uh, also, besides taking the voting uh, this morning on the program, we will have a couple of really great guests, some good friends of ours. We're going to start early, uh, roughly just a little over an hour from now. Tom Papa is getting in touch with us. He's got a second book out. It's called You're Doing Great. I think his first one was called Your Dad Stole My Rake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then this one is called You're Doing Great and uh, Other Reasons to Stay Alive. It is available now. He's awesome. I just uh, I watched part of the, his special, his Netflix special, again last night. He's just one of my favorites. He's a busy man for a he pandemic. Is. He yeah. really is. Yeah. Uh, so, Tom, on around 7.30, and uh, we're going to talk to John Dorenboss. Yay! Uh, there is a, a, a short documentary on his life airing on the Eagles' YouTube channel on Friday as part of their Goal to Go series. So, we'll find out uh, about John and that uh, later on this morning. We talked to him around 9 o'clock. So, we have this and more to take place during today's program. Let's break. Come back in a second. We'll get the entertainment report, the super question. You know all that stuff. So, stay with us. We'll be right back with it. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Steven Singer is giving a portion of all Gold Roses sold to support local restaurants by catering meals for essential health care workers. I hate Stevensinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 
So we drew another uh, school for coolest teacher. It is Ridley High School. You have 24 hours to vote. Text word teacher to 39333. Again, we announced the winner from uh, Laura Marion, which was the school we chose yesterday, and that is Mr. Kevin Grugan, math and basketball, math teacher and basketball coach. So uh, maybe we'll hear from him a little bit later on. But Ridley, get on it. We want, to, uh, we want to hear from you. Just text the word TEACHER to 39333. I'm going to ask a stupid question, trivia question. We have a $50 Nebraza Brazilian Steakhouse gift card to give away for the correct answer. And I never, well, you know what, maybe I do remember this, I, I, or have heard this, I just didn't recall it. Uh, but a baby's first poop yep. actually has a medical term, a name. What is that called? What is to, the, okay. Yeah, yeah, the first poop that a baby... Uh, you know, expels. Two okay. one, uh, two one five two six three WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer because I do remember that happening and and uh, that it was yeah that's called the blah blah blah. So anyway, <laughs> is that the technical term? The blah blah. It's blah? not the blah blah blah. I'm, okay. I'm putting that in place of the actual All answer. Right. Otherwise, I'm giving it away. So uh, call now and we'll go through some birthdays. Today is Wednesday, May thirteenth. Uh, Robert Pattinson. Celebrates a birthday today. Actually, has some information concerning him in a little. The bit Batman. Up. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He talks uh, about that in this article, and I think he's going to be a damn good one. I like him. I've always liked him. I yeah. thought even in the Twilight series, uh, you know, which is substandard, uh, you know, uh, but junk food fun. Uh, but in like in Water for Elephants, he's a good actor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he turns thirty-four today. Lena Dunham. I've got a story concerning her coming oh, up from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes, yes, yeah. Uh, girls, uh, as well. Obviously, the uh, writer and director and actor. She must have. She must have written the salad tossing scene. Then, correct? I, uh, I don't right? remember that. I, did, I didn't watch Girls. So okay, I, I don't know. Maybe she did. She's thirty four today. Uh, Darius Rucker, singer of Hootie and the Blowfish. Uh, Hootie and the Blowfish, I think, was was wrongfully beat up pretty bad. I I I think he's a great singer. They were beat up because of their success. Yeah, I they, think they were a solid band, and but, they they skyrocketed, and people didn't like that. That's the thing. Sometimes yeah. when uh, when bands hit big, yep. right out of the gate, it's a death rattle immediately. That you you get one more record, and then you're done because uh, there's overplay, and and people get and tired they, of it. It's true. Now he, they, I was seeing commercials, and they were doing. Uh, apparently, they were going back out on tour. That obviously has come to a halt. Yeah. I mean, he's he's made a name for himself in the world of country. Yes. One huge. of the few African-American country artists, but he has done very well in the world of country right. music. Yeah. Uh, and he's uh, 54 years old today. Uh, it's Stephen Colbert's birthday today, the Colbert Report. Uh, Stephen turns 56 years old today. And uh, how's he been doing with the... He's been doing fine. Without the crowd. I, I think of all the shows, um, the... The one that comes across looking the most professional is probably the t- Fallon, the okay. Tonight Show. Okay, uh, they all sort of vacillate. Right. Uh, Stephen does a lot of his show from like a like a little uh, patio area in the back of his house. Yeah, uh, but he changes it up. So okay. I mean, they're they're all doing what they can do. Yep. Uh, so he is fifty six today. Harvey Keitel. Wow, Harvey's eighty one. Holy Steve. hell, <laughs> man. Great actor. I've not seen him in a while to see how he is. Uh, how he looks, he looks good. in his eighties. In fact, he, that's why I said, "Holy hell!" He looks. He actually looks younger than eighties. But I guess that's uh, well, good. Good for him. Yeah, I'm like, trying to. He's a former Marine, you know. Is he really? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I'm trying to figure out like when the last time I saw him because it, it doesn't. Like Reservoir Dogs doesn't count. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah. 90s. He's done yeah, a ton exactly. of stuff. He was in the Irish. Goddamn right. Was he? 
He was in the Irishman, yeah. yeah. He, I mean, I never, I didn't make it through the Irishman because I couldn't. But uh, the scenes that he was in, he he looked good as Harvey Keitel. You always wonder though, Nick, if that's <laughs> they slapped a little CGI I, on him as well. You know, I was wondering if uh, if I was making a comment on his appearance, if it actually was his appearance. <laughs> right. or not. Boy, yeah. De Niro looks good. Yeah. <laughs> Say the goddamn. F- Right. <laughs> you know he's the most skeevy. He's one of the skeeviest characters in film history. The pimp and taxi driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he turns eighty-one today. Wow. Uh, it's also Dennis Rodman's birthday today. Uh, Dennis is fifty-nine years old. Ele- Carmen Electra was just relaying a story about she and he having sex all over the Bulls practice facility, I think it was. Okay. And they got caught. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Has anybody watched uh, the Michael Jordan thing? Yeah. yeah Marissa has. I'm curious how uh, uh, how he's represented in that. Oh, it sounds like Nick is watching it, too. Um, great, actually. He, like, he, he Jordan um, talks about how much he enjoys being a teammate with him. He talks mm-hmm. about what a jerk he was in the Pistons and just the Pistons in general. Um, but he's actually painted in a really great light. Huh. Okay. The episode that features him, they uh, they also talk about how Madonna really helped him come out of his shell. Madonna thought he was good looking, started dating him, and sort of helped him transform into sort of the the, the weird character that we all knew Dennis Rodman to be. What a catalyst for good Madonna is. Uh, he's 59. Uh, Buckethead, the guitarist, also known as Brian Carroll. He used to play with Guns N' Roses. There was a picture of him on Instagram with his son, Palehead. And they are so cute <laughs> Palehead together. Palehead and Buckethead. So cute together. Uh he is uh, he's a shredder, man. He's a great guitar player. It's pretty weird that he wore that costume, but, you know, whatever, it, man. It was originally, there it is, yeah, the Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah. That, I guess that was one of his favorite buckets. I don't know. Uh, he is 52 today. <laughs> uh, and then I saved the best for last, an absolute legend in the world of R&B and pop music, Stevie Wonder. Turned 70 years old today. He was just on one of those... Um, COVID-19 from home concert things yeah. and he sounded effing great. One of my one of my favorite songs is from when he was a kid. He was probably I don't know. He was little Stevie Wonder, yeah, like yeah. 12, 13 years old and it's called Fingertips Part 2. And it's half of the song he just made up. It was a live performance. Yeah. He just made it up as they were playing. The, the song was over and he came out and he started doing it again and it was oh. his huge hit. You would know the song if you heard it, Casey. For okay. Sure. Fingertips Part Two. If you um, watched uh, any of those beach blanket movies, there are a couple of those where he's on and he's little Stevie Wonder. Yeah. And super energy. Yeah. Uh, Marissa, see if you can find Fingertips uh, Part Two. What were we gonna say? Casey? I was gonna say, what is your favorite Stevie Wonder song? If you could only pick one to listen to for the rest of your life. Wow. That's um, hard. This is one of them, certainly. Yeah. Um. Oh man, I don't know. There's there's so much good stuff. He I mean, was... you obviously have this one. Sir Duke is awesome. Mm-hmm. It's a great song, but I wouldn't put it as. And I love it. It's fun, but I wouldn't put it up there as the song that I want to hear for the What's rest. What's your favorite of album from him? Uh, songs of the Key. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a masterpiece. Uh, but he's just one of those just natural talent. Just it's in yeah. his blood. He was born with it. He obviously had to you know uh, to learn the craft, but he's. <laughs> Got it, no you, matter what. He can't mess up. You know, it's a cool or a bizarre aspect of the whole Stevie Wonder thing is this subcult, this, I guess, these conspiracy theorists that believe he actually has sight because there's, yeah, there's footage apparently of like a mic stand falling uh, falling over and he catches it right. before it hits the ground. Right, right, right. All this bizarre stuff associated with Stevie Wonder. This is a beautiful song. This is a great song. Yeah. Uh, you know what? You know what might 
what might be my favorite is uh, Isn't She Lovely. Okay. Uh, that, That's I, a good one. I think of my daughter oh, when I hear man. that song, and I, I get pretty damn teary-eyed. And Is this it? Yep. I don't remember it starting like this. Yeah, yeah it was the baby crying. <laughs> get the baby, quick. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, that's you a towel. Do you ever listen to songs and go, okay, maybe this is the song I will dance with uh, my daughter at her wedding to? Not yet. Okay. But... Oh, I've been doing it since day one. Have you really? Yes. And yeah. sometimes I get choked up thinking about it. I'm like, oh my god. I don't like fish, Daddy. <laughs> oh, the last one. Like Tough fish. Uh, you are the sunshine of my life was what I danced with uh, my dad at my no wedding. No kidding. Oh. Okay. Oh. I forget what I danced with my dad, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, we did uh, The Freak. The freak, really? Okay. Uh, so, anyhow, uh, he turned 70 years old. Marissa, did you send that over? Yeah, yeah, All right, here right. we go. This is fingertips. When you... Was... There's a the part where it, it kind of stops, and the, the announcer comes out and says, that's Stevie Wonder, and then he comes back out on stage, and he starts singing again. He's a kid. Yeah. It's the part he's making up. And it just turned into a huge hit record. So, happy 70th birthday to the one and only Mr. Stevie Wonder. All right, we'll see if we can get an answer to today's stupid question. What is a baby's first poop called? 215-263-WMMR is the number. And uh, I'm going to go to, let's see here. We're going to go to Todd for the answer. Hey, Todd, how you doing, man? Hey, good morning. Hey, good morning. All right, uh, baby's first poop, what do you call that? Meconium. Uh, Meconium is oh. correct, yeah. Now, are you supposed to freeze that and eat it on your first anniversary? No, that's... Uh... That's your wedding cake. That's oh. the placenta. <laughs> uh, hang on a second, Todd. We're going to get your information, and we are going to give you a $50 Nebraska Brazilian Steakhouse gift card. Nebraska Brazilian Steakhouse in Horsham is open for takeout and curbside pickup, and they have two menus to choose from, Nebraska and the Iron Abbey. Plus, a large selection of beer and wine is available for curbside pickup. Uh, the bottle shop is open, and Nebraza has added a butcher shop to go. And complete information available at nebraza.com. All right, let's see what we got entertainment-wise. We will start with the Rob Pattinson stuff. It's his birthday today. Why not? Yeah, come on, man. Let him He's lead. the Batman. He's on the cover of the June-July issue of GQ, and inside he opens up about his new role in the Batman and his bizarre eating habits as he quarantines in a London Airbnb. Tell me it's cheese balls. Uh, on why he went for the iconic role, he said, I was thinking it's, it's fun when more and more ground has been covered like where is the gap and the puzzle of it becomes quite satisfying to think where's my opening so in this one the batman is actually shopping for jeans oh okay because he's looking for the gap he goes on and says and then also it's a legacy part right i like that uh there's so few things in life where people passionately care about it before it's ever happened uh you can almost feel that pushback of anticipation and so it kind of energizes you a little bit it's different from uh, when you're a part, uh, when you're doing a part, and there's a possibility that no one will ever see it, right? In some ways, it's I don't know. It makes 
It makes you a little kind of spicy, he says. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the anticipation of, of people wanting to see it is has got him fired up. So he's got the brooding thing down. I think he's going to be excellent. I think the physicality is there. He's tall. He's got all that working. Andy Sirkis, who is playing Alfred, says um, it's it's um, it's dark. They all say they're dark. Yeah. But this has that, that origin. It also focuses a lot on the friendship between because it's a younger Bruce Wayne and yeah. a younger Alfred. Okay. Um is he going to be did I read somewhere that he this Batman is going to be violent? Like yeah. really well, violent. Well, Matt Reeves apparently the script by Matt Reeves who is the director who we love Preston and directed Cloverfield is um is supposed to be great. So and and it's supposed to be very physical. We'll see how that pans out. I'm also excited about uh Michael Giacchino's uh Take on on the score of this yeah. thing, yeah. yeah his he little can teaser. Do... The te- yeah. Remember the teaser music he yeah. posted with the, uh, the the reveal of the Batman costume. It's excellent. Yeah. Uh, so once he went into quarantine, he says he actually lost sense of time. He said, "I almost immediately, totally lost all sense of time." It's a complaint which a lot of people have about me. This total, oh well, I don't have a sense of time. He said, "I think something two years ago could actually be a week ago." It's definitely been a complaint about my personality. Now, on eating, he said feeding himself is a struggle, uh, as he was used to depending on studios and restaurants to feed him pre-COVID. <laughs> he said, yesterday, I was just Googling, and I was on YouTube at, to see how to microwave pasta. Put it in a bowl and microwave it. That is how you microwave <laughs> pasta. And also, really, it, it, it really isn't a thing. It's actually quite revolting. But, I mean, who would have thought that I, it actually makes it taste disgusting? Uh, he's also eating out of cans and stuff. He said, I literally put Tabasco inside a tuna can and just eat it out of the can. Ew. It is weird, but my preferences are just sort of eat it like a wild animal, like out of a trash can. Okay. (laughs) Just Uh, the way Batman would. uh, During the FaceTime interview with GQ, he attempted to make a meal out of microwave pasta, sliced (laughs) cheese, sugar, a burger bun, and cornflakes, but set fire to his latex glove, uh, causing the pasta to explode. (laughs) How inept can you be in the kitchen? Stop and think about it, though. If he's been raised for many years, or at least through a good portion of his adult life, with craft services and having, you know, food provided for him. Well, now he's got time to learn. Yeah, he does. So he should definitely learn to do it the right way. Uh, noted ink enthusiast Paris Jackson has taken to tattooing herself Uh-oh. during the COVID-19 outbreak. <laughs> Don't do that. You make yourself look weird. <laughs> on Tuesday, the model shared a shot of herself on Instagram doing the deed. Uh, she shared more footage on Instagram stories set to the song Yellow Bike by Pedro the Lion. Uh, she shared clips of her tweaking her swirling Mendy design with her 3.5 million followers. Uh-huh. The new tattoo is on the outer right side of her foot, joining more than a dozen or others. Uh, Jackson also tattooed a friend with a bird on his arm, she revealed. It's always a risky proposition to tattoo yourself. Kathy, when you did your prison tears, uh-huh. <laughs> did that hurt? No, it is never a good idea. I had a neighbor once who was, uh, he was experimenting and tattooing himself. And I would what? walk outside and be like, dude, not a good idea. And he was doing it outside? just he, on his, out? Like on his patio, he was, would do it. He would practice on himself uh, before no, no, he went no. and got a job doing it. Oh, wow. It's like oh, doing okay. your own dentistry. Yeah, interesting. Uh, Dakota Johnson covers the latest Marie Claire. And inside, the 30-year-old speaks about her struggles with mental health. She says, I've struggled with depression since I was young. 
uh, since I was 15 or 14. And that was when, with the help of professionals, I was like, oh, this is a thing that I can fall into. Uh, She says there's a brighter side of the blues. She said, but I've learned to find it beautiful because I feel the world. I feel the world. I guess I have a lot of complexities, but they don't pour out of me. Huh? I don't make it anyone else's problem. Uh, She says it helps her to get into her characters. I like her a lot. Uh, Johnson explains that uh, the high note in which she plays Maggie, a personal assistant to superstar Grace Davies, uh, required complete openness. Uh, She said... Maggie is so emotional and so open, but I don't want her to get totally blown over by the wind. I think especially for women, it's such a hustle all the time. Uh, Maggie's vulnerable, but it never stops her from going for the thing that is most important to her. She adds, I definitely want to have my craft, my artistry, and my ideas respected and tossed around. I want to be a part of the process. I also have really specific tastes. That's what I always say. Uh, the high note was supposed to hit theaters on May 8th, but now it will be released digitally uh, May 29th. Uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle are staying in Tyler Perry's $18 million L.A. estate while they look for their own home, but uh, they have already made a few changes to their temporary home. I wouldn't spend, I wouldn't be too vigorously looking for another place if I was living in a palace like that. Mind you, they're used, or at least he's used to living in a palace. Uh, Parks and Rec uh, reopened hiking trails in their hood, and now the locals can play peekaboo inside their crib. Their solution was to erect screens to protect themselves. Ah. Meanwhile, their summer summer travel plans have been put on ice. The pair were set to return to England with their baby Archie to spend the summer holiday with the Queen at Balmoral Estate in Scotland. But officials have said that it is unlikely that anyone will be able to enter the U.K. during the summer. And weren't they going to follow the fish tour? And also a two-week isolation period is being put in place for anyone who does manage to get in. Yeah, but the tour's not happening. Yeah, I know. Well, next year. They they put it all off to next year, so I'll be with them. Yeah, but... Bachelorette Hannah Brown commemorated the one-year anniversary of Jed Wyatt's ill-fated proposal to her with a heartfelt, if brutal, post about how she felt when he popped the question. This was the guy who was the singer, right? Is that the one? Uh, wait a second. Yes, that... yeah, because there, there was the one that we... Because if so, that was a year ago? Well, there was the one... Hannah Brown wasn't the one that... that uh... Remember there was that fi- the footage, that excruciating footage of him following her around the house? That was another couple. Hannah Brown was more recent than that. She's a, he's the one, the, the singer with the guitar, has played the song. That, I think that might be it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so, but anyway. Ah, they're all creeps. Springtime Flowers Bloom, that song? Yeah, yeah, No, no, this guy, he was a jingle writer, remember? Yes. He fraudulently, he didn't really want to marry her. It turns out he just wanted publicity yep. for his songwriting career. Oh. All right, so anyway, I'd, I'd have to look up who Jed is. Why waste the time? Jed Wyatt. <laughs> uh, she wrote, oh, this has all the makings to be the best day of my life, but gah. Gah? It, it doesn't feel like I thought it would. G-A-H. Gah. Oh, yeah. Chaw. <laughs> Chaw. Uh, Brown added, I didn't have the words, or maybe I just didn't have the courage to say them, but the pit in my stomach was screaming, this ain't it. Funny how sometimes it's the people around you that help you articulate your feelings better than you can. Sometimes. Uh, <laughs> I could not. I could fake a smile, but I couldn't shake the doubt, and looking back, I know why. I'm caving in inside. That ending was not easy, but it was necessary to get me here. Mm. Uh, She concluded, if you are reading this right now, wondering how to navigate a situation that feels so painful, 
and so not what you wanted, maybe you'll tell me, uh, maybe you'll tell me, tell you what Shut I would have told myself. Shut the f*** up! Maybe you'll let me tell you what I would have told myself. The hold, hell is she and saying? she says, hold on, keep moving. What? You're going to make it. This ain't it. But what's coming is so much better. Sometimes Shut you've, you've got to walk through the shadows to stand in the sun. And trust me, you'll really appreciate the way it feels shining down on you, too. God, someone needs to take your computer away. And stop writing the word ain't. Ain't. Just stop it. <laughs> the pit in your stomach has improper English. Uh, her instinct, of course, wasn't correct. And she broke things off. And the fact that he had a girlfriend made the news. I do like her, though. Yeah. I think she's Oh, attractive. yeah, she's, yeah. she's gorgeous. Yeah. When people write long posts like that on Instagram, do you read them? No, 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 no. no. Absolutely not. <laughs> it's no. so stupid. People write books. Yeah. I have a friend who does it all the time. She writes a book, and then my other friend texts her. She goes, can you believe what she put up? I'm like, no, I didn't read it. <laughs> there's, a, like a, there's, a, there's a fitness girl that I follow. I follow her because she's really attractive. Yeah, yeah. And then I'll see the post, and it'll say more, and I click on it, and this. This no. novel comes up, Too and I'm much. like, now nah, nah, that's I, not why I follow you. I would stop three <laughs> sentences into a suicide note from a loved one. I'm I, not going to read this full thing. I try to write what whatever I put. I try to keep it as efficient as possible, just because I know that's it's the same for a lot of people. But Preston, a picture is worth a thousand words. It is. So you need to literally, yeah. use a thousand words. Oh to no, 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 no. The picture has is the thousand words. All right. <laughs> Mike Tyson is officially back. Uh, for the past few weeks, the 53-year-old has been teasing a boxing comeback, and it seems like he's ready to make his way to a ring near you. We were talking about this yesterday, Casey and I, and, the, and you know, Tyson is making a boatload of money on cannabis. He has his own company, his own farm or whatever the hell, but nice. he's making money, and he's really jumped into it. So this is kind of wild that he's going back into the boxing ring. Uh, on Friday, Mike talked about how he's getting the boxing itch and that he's ready to go to war again for charity uh, via boxing scene. He, he has been uh, getting himself into shape with MMA coach Rafael uh, Cordero. Cord- Cord- I don't know how you yeah. say his name. Cordero. Cordero. Uh, his motivation to stage the exhibition bouts is to raise money for charity. That's all I've been doing. He said getting into shape. Uh, I feel un- unstoppable now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I feel the same again. The gods of war ignited my ego and want me to go to war again. Imagine if I went out there and fought and I could help all these people that we talked about. We, there's the footage and I sent it over to you yesterday. What a scary mother effer when oh he God, starts yeah. going. Yeah. yeah. yeah Jesus. Totally. He was a great boxer, man. Yeah. He was, I mean, not, he wasn't just a. He didn't just have a hard punch, which obviously, you know, if you're going to be a knockout king like he was, you need that. He was a he was a good strategic fighter too, man. He had hit slips and and yeah. and uh, his bobs and weaves were fantastic. He was an absolute sniper with his punches too. Yep, yep. You know, he was a great um, boxer. Yeah, I just I don't know what happened with that Buster Douglas fight. That was the one. That was he the... was he was messed up in the head, yeah. man. There was there was a lot going on up there, and he started to get unhinged. And the reason why he was biting him, I, it was just no. That was Holyfield. That was Holyfield. That's right. But you I mean when he lost the Buster Douglas fight, and that's yeah. when the, that's when the wheels came off. Was was that fight? Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't lose that fight. He stays mentally strong. Who knows? I was watching that Holyfield <laughs> fight at a friend's house, and we're like, "Did that? Did yeah, he just do that. Yeah. What? And ha- then he did it again. Yeah. Man. What?" What's wrong with this guy? Uh-huh. He's hungry. Uh, but listen, he could he could come back. He could do it. I mean, if George, George Foreman did it, Tyson could do it. Yeah. Yeah, from the footage we're watching, yep. he looks tremendous. Yeah. 
Uh, the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel star, Tony Shalhoub, revealed in on the new Peacock web series called The At-Home Variety Show that he and his wife, Brooke Adams, are recovering from coronavirus. He said, last month, my wife, Brooke, and I came down with the virus. Uh, it was pretty rough few weeks, but we realized that so many other people uh, have had it a lot worse. And I don't really have any other details in that, but uh, they got did, sick. What he did say is that uh, the coronavirus has forced everyone to become monk. Oh, uh, with yeah, the, yeah, uh, with yeah, the obsessive yeah. compulsive hand You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, yeah. Uh, Lena Dunham addressed that uh, there apparently there was a kissing photo with her and Brad Pitt. What? Uh, yeah, it was at uh, it was at uh, I think it was the the London premiere of uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And it's just a moment frozen in time of a right. photograph. She leans in. She goes to give him a kiss. And he looks totally disinterested. And her mouth is kind of like halfway up. But it's a weird, awkward-looking right, right, yeah. photo. And some people were accusing her of, like, accosting him. Oh, yeah, here's, here it is. And so she covered this on Watch What Happens uh, Live with Andy Cohen, uh, saying that, uh, well... Uh, the way the internet read it was I'd somehow physically accosted him, causing him a great deal of stress. <laughs> I would never force a kiss on Brad Pitt. I respect him far too much as an artist and a friend. So, so I mean, you catch any benign moment. Oh, my God. And, With, and you freeze it and create a sub-story to it. Sure. Oh, yeah. You had the one picture of Bill Belichick kissing his daughter after he oh, won the Super Bowl. Yeah. And it was like, oh, my God, Bill Belichick is... <clears throat> He's making out with his, his daughter. And then yeah. the same picture that, where he's on top of her in bed. Yes. And it's like, oh, my God. Dude. Yeah. Oh, my it's God. It's barely in. Yeah. <laughs> Just a tip. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. And then so people, of course, stories. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. John Krasinski and Emily Blunt's daughters, Hazel and Violet, who are six and three years old, are using their artwork to help raise funds uh, for Guy Fieri's uh, Restaurant Employee Relief Fund. Uh, they teamed up with uh, Pepsi to redraw the company's logo, which is available on T-shirts. Does Pepsi know about this? Yeah, they're donating $3 million All right. to the uh, Restaurant Employee Relief Fund. Guy so. Fieri raised $21 million initially. That is mm-hmm. Pretty amazing. Yeah, yep. Uh, Tina Fey's tearful reaction to the mega amount of $115 million earned during the star-studded Rise Up New York telethon benefiting Coronavirus Monday has gone viral. Uh, and apparently she says in this, is this real? Okay, $115 million. We did this. You did this. We are difference makers. Uh, she was crying while she was saying it. And uh, most of it, uh, you know, a lot of people felt it was very heartfelt and, and uh, a wonderful moment. So she's addressing that. And so uh, she's happy to be a part of it. Uh, Lynn Manuel Miranda is his Broadway hit, of course, Hamilton, is going to land on Disney Plus on July 3rd. Yeah, yeah they, they sped it up, right? A year yeah. ahead of schedule. Alexander Hamilton. He said, I am so proud of how beautiful uh, Tony Kale has brought Hamilton to the screen. He's the director. Uh, he's given everyone who watches this film the best seat in the house. Uh, he said, I'm so grateful to Disney and Disney Plus for reimagining and moving up our release to July 4th weekend of this year in light of the world turning upside down. I'm so grateful to all the fans who asked for this, and I'm so glad that we're able to make it happen. I'm so proud of this show, and I can't wait for you to see it. What's your favorite song from um, Hamilton, Case? Uh, well, that's... Oh, okay. So Sion Kong Kong? Sion Kong Kong is good. Yeah, you know, Schnick. Uh, that's another good one. Uh, but my favorite is the song that uh, King George does. And I didn't appreciate that song because I had listened to it's Crocodile Rock. Right? It is not Crocodile Rock. Uh, it is You'll Be Back. Okay. And so I didn't appreciate that song because I had known the soundtrack prior to seeing the show. Right. I didn't appreciate the song for what it was until I saw it live. It is 
hilarious, the song. Okay. Because he's just talking, you know, King George is singing a song to America. And yeah. he's like, you'll be back. And, you know, he talks about, uh, you know. I'm not sing going to. I'm, I'm not going to sing voice. the song. You do. You have a beautiful voice. I don't voice know all the angel. words. Okay, you know what? Can you give me a week? Um, uh, we and then start I'll learn with, all the words. Let's give him something to talk about first, and then we'll move on to that. It is a great song. Right. I'm not going to sing it for you, but I let's didn't give him something to talk about. I didn't really understand the lyrics of the song until I saw it live, and I'm like, oh my god, this song. This song is is a comedy. The the, the entire song right. is, is you know because when I heard the lyrics, you didn't understand what, it. I didn't understand. But when you it. heard it and finally yes. understood it, you understood it was funny. It is, it is so good. Yes. It is so good, and I can't wait for you to see it. Brad. <laughs> I know nothing about it. I know, I, and um, I'm keeping it that way until uh, it's time for the show. So I just I want to know how they that. get into space. Uh, by the way, Disney reportedly <laughs> shelled out $75 million for the rights. Wow. Wow. Uh, and then finally, a new game based on the Troll Hunters franchise on Netflix is headed our way September 25th. Uh, Guillermo del Toro's Netflix film starring Emil Hirsch, Charlie Saxton, Lexi Madrano, and David Bradley. And they will also voice the game. Charlie Anybody Saxton. else watch that? No. No. no, it's it's really good. It's it's um uh it crosses you know it's for kids. Ben started watching it, and then I started watching it as he was watching it. And there are a lot of adult themes that run through it. Steve, it's I mean Guillermo del Toro does a lot of the episodes, and so I love them. Yeah, and and I think you would enjoy watching these. It's sort of like um a bit of like How to Train Your Dragon type of uh, darkness in some of the episodes. And Kelsey Grammer was in the first two. It's it's really well done. There is a a movie that I love uh, called Troll Hunter, which is um it is. Preston, it's a, it's a found footage movie mm-hmm. where they go off. I forget where they are. Um, is it Finland, I guess? Uh, but they, um, th- they're this crew's going out and, and sort of accepted that there are these large, that they're bridge trolls and these creatures, and it, they they approach it very sort of seriously, and uh, it's very much part of the lore. But I love this movie. If you want okay. a really a really wild, uh, cool. Found footage movie, Troll Hunter. All right. I like found footage stuff. Um, All right. And then we're ready for the clips. Set in a bleak Cape Cod, Massachusetts, the life of a woman goes from bad to worse when uh, she discovers a floating dead body in the show Hightown. And here, star Monica Raymond discusses what it was like collaborating with the show's creator, Rebecca Perry Cutter, uh, to construct her character. I actually had a lot of time to work on the character with Rebecca, and she comes from a very personal experience, her journey through recovery, and she grew up in Massachusetts, so having a resource like that was extremely helpful for creating Jackie. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, yeah. <laughs> uh, the series premiere of Hightown is Sunday at 8, and that is on Stars. And here's the next clip. Travel Channel's Destination Fear shows paranormal explorer Dakota Layden as he tests the limits of fear at some of America's most haunted locations. In this clip, Dakota talks about going bigger and better for season two. One thing I really like about what we're doing is we're not trying to prove anything to anyone. We're just going to places where there are hundreds of stories and claims, and we put those to the test. We put ourselves in those rooms. But for me, upping the ante, I definitely felt like I had to and I wanted to because the timing of it in the year, uh, it was the winter, and it was perfect. How scared. Uh, the second season of Destination Fear <laughs> continues on the Travel Channel. That's it tonight. Uh, that is tonight at 10 o'clock. By the way, all right, there you go. Uh, Entertainment report this morning. Couple things: secret text word, chance for you to win 
A case of Sly Fox, Alex's Lemonade Wheat Ale. Uh, so text the word secret to 39333. We'll send a word back to you. See if you win later on. We'll ask you to call him. Uh, we'll grab a random text here, too. Don't forget $1 from every case sold benefits Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation for Childhood Cancer. So heads up on that. Uh, we also have Chosen, Casey did, at random. Ridley High School is our coolest teacher nominee. So we need to find out who you think was the coolest teacher of the past year at Ridley High School. Text the word teacher to 39333 to get the voting link. And we also want to congratulate Mr. Grugan, Kevin Grugan from Lower Marion High School. And he is the one who won uh, from the votes yesterday. Math teacher, basketball coach, and hopefully we'll get a chance to talk to him at some point this yep. morning. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. Tom Papa will be joining us, one of our favorites, uh, within the next uh, 20, 25 minutes or so. Uh, John Dorenboss will be on the show as well. we got more coming up, too. We'll be right back. Everything that rocks includes cool MMR swag you can wear. Available now in the MMR Rock Shop, like T-shirts, hoodies, and tank tops, with designs from retro MMR logos to the latest from the Preston and Steve Show branded hats and tops. For guys and gals, we've even got your little ones covered with an array of bibs, onesies, and toddler tees, plus coffee mugs and much more, all with the MMR attitude you expect. Search the word shop at WMMR.com and get shopping. Stuff for you, gifts for them. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your wardrobe. We're going to talk to Tom Papa in about 15 minutes or so, so we'll spend a little time chit-chatting about this and that between now and then. Uh, I saw this interesting thing, uh, Kathy. I'm curious as to what everybody thinks about it, but it involves a a bikini, a bathing suit. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we've seen some fashion trends after the, uh, the pandemic has uh, started to happen and now you can add the trikini to the list. Trikini. Yeah. Not the bikini. Uh, the B-I being, meaning two in bikini. So it's a two piece, right? Mm, Bikini. Yeah. This is a trikini. Trikini. Uh, Italian swimwear designer, uh, Tiziana Scaramuzzo. Hey. Uh, posted images of her daughter, Wearing the trikini, which is a bikini with a matching face mask. Now, oh, I saw that. Posted yeah. it as a joke on social media, but the post went viral, and now she's getting loads of requests from people who want to buy the brightly colored face masks. Now, I don't know if they're actually going to have it go along with their bikini or not, uh, but apparently, people liked it. I think honestly, uh, it, it kind of works. It's you hot. want you want a matching thing. If you yeah. want to get a little adventurous, you should so you should show some underchin. Yeah, you think so? Just right. a little Just bit a little under bit, there. Yeah, no. underchin. I think the, the <laughs> I think the mask can add a tiny bit of a, of sexiness. To be honest, <laughs> yeah. um, it's a classic sort of. Um, <laughs> You know, um, Arabian Nights sort of thing. With and, the, yeah, yes, yeah. right, exactly. So, I at at the onset of of uh, the restrictions, uh, I immediately went out and donated blood. And while I was there, um, uh, it was nothing but women who were attending to me, and they were all wearing face masks. Yeah, and I, it kind of it kind of worked for me. Ooh, someone has some wood. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was I can interesting. See one vein we can draw from. I oh jeez. The main vein. Uh, <laughs> my God. Jeez. But I, I found it kind of... Uh, there is an, an ex- interesting way I found it kind of sexy. If you have expressive eyes. Yes, and it's, yeah. been, it's been kind of the thing for years where there, what, there's the scene in um, 
uh, History of the World, uh, part one, where oh, they're yeah. checking to see who's the eunuch. Yeah. And the girl comes out and does the dance, and she has the, the veil on for a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or the, whatever the hell you call it. The, the, yeah. It's not a mask. Yeah, it's yeah. a veil. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I saw a funny meme, and uh, it, you know, because you don't know what their grill looks like underneath. <laughs> and so you have this woman who. Be like, where I look. <laughs> Yeah. That's what it is. I've seen yes. a couple, and it's they're like, so funny. Uh, I mean, a lot can go wrong. so beautiful. Let me take off. <laughs> 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 Let me put it back on. <laughs> no, honestly. Uh, I, I, so, yeah, there, there. We, we need to uh, explore this option. Yesterday, I had my new, my new ask. Ooh. You know, and I wear my mask. Obviously, you go into places, people are working there, and you want to make sure they're taken care of. Yeah. But you also want to you want to feel good about your mask when you go in. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so I had the N95, Kathy, which would uh, I was good for about ten minutes before I got lightheaded. <laughs> and so um, uh, my new mask is a little it's, it's like a little more stealthy, a little more uh, uh, cool, fits behind the ears, yeah. which gives me that oh so desirable Dumbo look. Oh my God, I have one just like that. It, it it's a little bit too tight around the ears, yes. so it go, I look like sloth. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but that said, <laughs> I'm like, Ma, you been bad. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm having a hard time with the masks. I mean, I wear them when I go out. Um, the one that I like is just like the... It's kind of like the paper one. It's it's like uh, something that you would see maybe in a hospital, but not obviously the N95s. It's just, you know, around the ears is very light. And it, um, the cloth ones that people are making are very nice and stylish and pretty. But, like, I feel like I'm suffocating. Well, why don't you get one? Uh, what I, you don't like the cloth ones? No, I can't oh, breathe. Okay. So, so yeah, you listen. You gotta. Uh, I, I mine's tie dye. It's really cool. Uh, I dig it. Uh, and and it. I wear it around the neck, and then I can pull it up. It's it case. What's it? it it's a buff. I, I and I prefer. I have a couple of different masks, and the buff is the one that I like the most. Yeah. Yeah, so you, we need to get you one of those, Kath. I think you would like that better. I look like the, you can uh, breathe just fine. Through. Yeah, okay. I look like the dude from Mortal Kombat. My new one. Yeah, okay. which yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. Scorpion or uh, yeah, Sub Zero? Scorpion. Scorpion. Yeah, mm. yeah. Pretty cool. Uh, so pretty anyhow, cool, I'm the coolest guy. The trikini <laughs> is uh, something to look for. Uh, I, okay, I, I might be on board. Yeah, I think so. And uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's an interesting uh, TikTok uh, challenge. Latest social media challenge, and apparently it has moms exposing their breasts to their babies and recording their reactions oh from it. This well, is you, don't, you don't see the women exposing their boobs. It's just a shot of the baby, and then you see the look on their face the moment that mom pops her boobs out because that's that's their food. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Her, that's her food supply. Oh, like breastfeeding age. Yeah, exactly. No, no, uh, college. <laughs> yeah, breastfeeding age. Baby. Mom! Yeah. Would you stop that? Mom! Oh, my God. Actually, that should be the next <laughs> yes, phase well, of this. You <laughs> saw, there was it. actually something that was, these challenges come so fast and furious. I almost, I reflexively almost hate them all. But there was one where they, they the, the uh, women were going into their, whether it be their boyfriends or their husbands, Preston, yep. and they'd be on their gaming system, like transfixed yes. at the screen, oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. they would walk in naked. Yes. Yeah. So they're holding, and that was a that was a big thing for a while. So this is sort of a riff on that. Yeah, those were uh, those are kind of fun. They were kind of the, fun the videos of yeah. the of the, uh, the naked ladies. Does the um this milk uh, the boob thing? Milk, is it have it's a called boob? the drop them out challenge. Does it milk have milk 
song with it or thing? Does it have what? A song with it? It okay. does. It's a song uh, from Wheeler Walker Jr., which came out in 2015. It's a country song, and oh. it's called Drop Em Out. And it says, um, one of the lines is, going to take a long look at those tig old bitties. <laughs> uh, and uh, so moms pop them out, and then they get the expressions from the, the babies. It's it's cute. Does that actually happen? I, I assume it would, right? A, a baby's reaction to the food source. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah, you would think so. Fortunately, uh, guys, when they grow up, they lose that excitement. Yeah. And then, Steve, there was a, another, what is that? Nah, it was just a milkshake, so oh. I didn't know you were moving on. Uh, yeah, there's another challenge, <clears throat> Steve, that you sent over, and I think it was a Kylie. It's uh, Kylie Jenner. Kylie Jenner. So there's, and there's two strikes, but I did like it. It's called the the snack challenge, Kathy. And <laughs> if you have a baby or, a, you know, a toddler, um, you set out a, a, a snack, uh, something they love on the table, and you say, okay, I'll be right back. You can have one of these when I get back, but don't touch this until I return. Aww. I just have to use the bathroom. <laughs> then you leave the camera rolling, and you leave the room, and you leave for about 30 <laughs> seconds and come back and see what happens. Yeah. And so Kylie did it with her daughter. Is it uh, Stormy? Uh, Is that the one? Yeah. Was, yep. yeah, yeah. And so uh, the daughter sits there, and she's kind of not paying attention first, and then she notices it's like some chocolates uh, on the on the table, and she kind of leans, and she looks, and she smiles, and then she pulls back, and she starts going, patience, patience, patience. Aww. It's actually really cute. It is All cute. Right. It is cute. Super adorable, and I didn't think that I would like it, but it's really and cute. And there was part of me that likened it to putting up like a, like a bone on a dog's nose. Yeah. Just, but it's yeah. like, it is kind of cute. The best yeah. one I saw was a kid, like, literally had his hand in the bowl, was about to snag it. And then he looks up and he sees the camera and he's like, "Uh oh!" And then drops it and then just sits back. It was that's the that's the only one I haven't seen this one. Yet. Let's do a riff on it where the woman, like the the wife or girlfriend, walks into the room naked. Yeah, and then the guy starts reaching. Patience. Yeah, patience. Yeah. Wait for it. We could tie all these yeah. together, possibly. But so that's that's something now that uh, that I guess people are gonna. I this is the first, the only one I've seen. Steve. So America's uh, America's Funniest Home Videos is doing a from home version case. Okay, uh, all of this footage that's amassing from people doing this stuff at home. Yeah, and all yeah. these different things. And so they're doing a uh, a lockdown special episode that's going to air Sunday. I know you're a big fan of the show. I love the show, but I did see something on uh, on uh, Twitter over the this past week about how catch a bullet in your teeth no no just about how they're like everybody just kind of gives them their content and kathy you know because your video is up on on uh AFV. afv and you don't own it anymore yeah you, it you posted sign- anywhere yeah and it was like before you know instagram and and twitter and all that kind of stuff and yeah they that, can, that's, that's the caveat right that's if, the caveat if, if is you, they can you make, send your stuff they yeah, own it they, they own, own it. it they can make all the money off of it and you can't uh, you can. Are you even allowed to post it on like your Facebook page, or will they? So it it actually it won't let you. Like, um, I mean, I guess if I, you know, my video was old, like it was on a VHS tape. But when I I had it posted on, I think it was on YouTube for a little while, and it actually got flagged and taken down. No and it wasn't even the like it wasn't even it being aired on their show. It was my actual video. Huh. Oh. Wow. Okay. So somehow or another, they can yeah, detect they flagged that immediately. It and took down. Yeah. Well, it's like MTV. If you had a show on MTV, MTV owned it. That's it. If it was your uh, original idea, in order to get it on that network, didn't matter. They had to. They had to take ownership of it. So I guess uh, AFV is the same way. You send that in; it is their property from there on. Uh, here's another thing. While we're waiting for uh, Tom Papa to get in touch with us, 
Uh, Kathy, this might speak to you. It is a new cleaning trend. I know. I know that gets you in a tizzy. It's called laundry stripping. Now, tell me how this is different than anything else. Basically, it's a method of washing. I guess I can see this. That that aims to remove residue from soap, fabric softener, minerals from hard water, and body oils that have collected on your laundry over time. Huh? You can do this by soaking laundry in hot water with a borax solution. Hmm. And some bloggers and Redditors swear by this method. And they post images of how their supposedly clean sheets already uh, turn clear water brown once all that stuff was removed. Ah, come on. Uh, but people are doing it because, also because of the coronavirus. Like, they're they're trying to, like, get their clothes... You know, make sure they're sanitized. Fully. Yeah. Well, this, but this is your, these are your, this is your laundry. Uh, so, so they're doing this, and and apparently this is already this. Is, you, you've cleaned, you've washed this stuff. It's already clean. But if you put it through this, you'll see that there's actually a lot of disgusting material that you've been sleeping on. Well, because on. the soap will, I mean, the soap essentially is leaving some something on your sheet. So this is supposedly stripping it of it, right? Yes. I, yeah. You know, we are where there's going to be. Many millions more people who are really like are, we're creating a whole bunch of Howie Mandels because now there are a lot of people who are just yeah completely fanatical. I don't know if you if you wash your you just washing your regular laundry is enough, Kathy. Would you buy into boraxing everything that you own laundry wise? Listen, it, that would take you know I would have no free time to do anything else in my life, but yeah. I wouldn't mind maybe trying it. You <laughs> of know, course, once of a course. month or something with your sheets or however often they they recommend. Yeah, I'm surprised you don't take all your clothes out into a bonfire every weekend. <laughs> hey, listen. <laughs> Listen, I talked to Dr. Mike the other day, yeah. and he suggested uh, changing clothes when you get to work and then changing back into the clothes you wore to work when you leave to go home because of coronavirus. I understand him doing that. Yes. No, he suggested I, I, we do it. No. I know, no. and Rochelle heard that, and she wanted me to do it, and I'm like, I'm, no, no. I'm not going to. I'm looking good, man. Babe, yeah. These, this is my jam. I think this outfit Listen, out before I go to work. I know somebody I know. who uh, has to strip down and when they get home from work. But they're a stripper. They're not a stripper. <laughs> they're, well, they, they, they work in this building. Uh, there and it's not a medical professional. Is it, like it is not. It is not. I'm covered it, with uh, the COVID. Covered with the COVID. He might have. A, he may or may not have a mustache. That's pretty famous. Oh. Uh, but he is uh, required. <laughs> okay. Got to, it. Check to take his yeah, clothes off. When... Oh, he's required to. He's told to. Yeah. Okay. And does he like? Does he think he has to or no? Uh, he actually he, likes it because apparently he uh, the the uh, his significant other takes a broom with soap on it and rubs it up and down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like a sponge on a stick. Exactly. Yeah, okay, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyhow, um, that's funny. <laughs> before you go and try it, though, you should be aware that uh, strip washing colored fabrics can cause a color to leak into other items. Uh-huh. And, and borax is pretty harsh too. Uh, exactly. Well, that's why it gets all that stuff out of but it. But it tastes good. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised you don't use stuff like lie, Kathy. <laughs> you know, just no, straight like up lie. And, and, and Santeria as well. Everything you could possibly do to clean that laundry. I Kathy, do. You I'll even... tell you one thing that I do uh, is I will take all of the underwear and socks. Uh, it, and maybe it? let's Let's call it once a month. Maybe I do it. No, but I, I will wash them separately of everything else in uh, the hottest water that my washer will do. And you don't use any sort of... Um... Like, not perfumes, but do you use detergent that doesn't have any 
no, smells yeah. in it. Yeah. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, Casey, it, 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 none of it has any scent or anything okay. like that. Okay, hold on a second. <clears throat> yeah. Every time you wash underwear and socks no. in a different... Okay. No, I, I said like I'll do it like once a month or something. Okay. I'll, I'll right. pull it all out. Just what? get all that stinky juice out of yeah. it, right? <laughs> yeah. And, I'll do, and also I'll do workout clothes that way as well. How, how do you wash your very delicate crotchless stuff? <laughs> <laughs> and I hand wash that stuff. Not you much. have to, right? Because it would, it would get torn up in a regular wash. Machine. Yeah. Anything of your extensive crotchless right. clothing uh, yeah. is going to be uh, but ripped cr- apart in a regular washing machine. But if it's crotchless, it's not really touching the really nasty so no. Kathy's no. body. So yeah, do the well, jeans. COVID, COVID does not care. Yeah, COVID I feel it's not the COVID. Over. It's, the, it's the, you know, it's the, the, old, the nasty the genital stuff. stuff. All right, let guys. me say it. Let me say it. <laughs> but. <laughs> okay, the butt. True. All right. All right, uh, our guest is ready to go. Yes. We absolutely love having him on. Uh, his current Netflix special, uh, You're Doing Great, is awesome. He's uh, like Nostradamus with I, having this subject matter out. I watched it again last night. I've been on a big Tom Papa craze lately. I've been telling Casey about it, and we'll, we'll get him on specifically. But now he's got the book. It's You're Doing Great. And other reasons to stay alive. It is available everywhere now. Ladies and gentlemen, one of our favorites, Tom Papa. Hey! On the line. Good morning, Tom. Hey, good morning. Good morning. How you doing, man? Good. You know I love you guys when you're one of the only radio shows in the country that I have in my contacts already. Ah, well, we we appreciate that. All right, I'm going to fess up now, Tom, because I was telling Casey... Last week, I spent a lot of time with you. I listened to every single one of your stand-up specials. I just Ooh, fell boy. into a Tom Papa hole, <laughs> and uh, and Casey's now giving me your phone number. So, Ooh. I haven't. I just want. I haven't used it yet. Oh, but, you haven't sent him any right. pics yet? No, no, okay. no pics. Nothing like that. But but I have it, and that's just a warning. Okay. All right. Well, now you're. I, I, I accept it. Your, right. your relationship has reached a new level. Now, Tom, I have to tell you, and I, I, I thought this occurred to me, and it apparently has occurred to a number of other people. I was, you know, checking out your your Twitter feed that it was you who engineered the coronavirus because your book is so perfect for this time. Yeah. Uh, and and you, but you say no. You say you had nothing to do with it. Correct. <laughs> Uh, that is unconfirmed. I'm not allowed to talk about that at this time. <laughs> all right, but but you talk about a synergy and the message of the book. We talked about this before, but just all the 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 um, it it is a a a good at its core, a good instructional on how to see the glass half full, and uh, and uh, it, you know it it has to amaze you a little bit. I mean, obviously, it's it's not a wonderful situation, but that this synergy has occurred this way. Yeah, you know, the the whole tone of the book is to kind of recalibrate your life and, and see that a really good life is a, a simple life, and it's the simple joys that make you happy. And I didn't realize, and that was, you know, that was, I've been writing this over the last two years. Right. And I just, I just felt like that was the thing that we needed to hear, and and social media makes you think that you need all this other stuff, and you don't. It's the simple stuff. And then I didn't realize that uh, of course that this was coming so now now it's like a simple life is really something you should embrace yeah that's all we've got agreed and and what now i haven't read the book but i'm but i have like i said i've watched uh, the special and and the tone of it also seems to be something i think we all need to hear as well as and i'll use this as an example uh as you say you know i know you're, you're tired uh you're, you're you're tired guess what 
everybody's tired. <laughs> mm-hmm. Everybody's tired all the time. And essentially, you're keying into us that we're all going through this human condition together. And these things that you feel uh, aren't necessarily just you feeling this. We're all kind of feeling this stuff, you know. We oh, we all engage yeah. in that in that narcissism where we think surely this is just us, but you make the case that everyone goes through it. No, we're all the same, and that's why the title of the book came from. Where the title of the book came from, it was when I would tell people from the stage that you know you're doing great if you're able to sit here and listen to comedy, you have a little money in your pocket. These are the good times. In the not too far distant future. People are going to be asking you to go somewhere, and your one question is going to be, are there stairs? Yeah. <laughs> there are, you're not going. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah but the, 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 trick, the trick of, and I've, I've given this, so, I, you know, I, I take a, I've always been very optimistic in, in my approach to life, and, and you know, with, with reason, not like, you know, a Pollyanna about everything, but uh, the ability to compartmentalize is a wonderful skill, and I and I've often brought up the, the story of my you know my my mother could be in the worst situation, and you know that the house could be on fire, and she could say, "But man, this cup of tea is excellent," you know, and and you yeah. it, she could always see something that was a positive. Yeah, that's where I got it from too. My grandparents, my grand, you know, my two grandmothers lived through the depression, they had world wars, all these reasons to be bitter, and they were not. They were the opposite. They saw life as something wonderful that should be shared with the people around you, and they just drummed that into my head over and over, that we should be grateful, we're only here once, enjoy it. Everybody has hardship, just get over yourself. (laughs) They literally didn't not tolerate pessimism. I mean, so you stop and think about that and this message and this book and this positivity. And then there's another aspect that I think puts you on on a, on a even playing field with Dr. Fauci. You're a bread baking genius. <laughs> and uh, the, 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 the bread baking stuff is off the charts now. And a lot of people we've talked about on the show are baking banana bread. Have, have you done that? No, my wife has done that because, of course... When you're in the store and you're like, oh, my God, we can get bananas again. Everybody buys bananas. Then you get them home. And you're like, no, I don't want a banana. <laughs> <laughs> we have had, you're so right. We've had more bananas rot out because uh-huh. <laughs> it seems like such a good idea. But there's that precarious window where they're actually the best to eat and you always miss it. I don't. The only thing you buy in the store that's rotting in the car on the way home <laughs> is. I mean, can you can you actually make banana sourdough bread? Can you put other ingredients into sourdough? You can. I don't think that. I, I, I think those flavors would probably compete. It's okay. A, a little a little acidic, but yeah, you know, I've been baking for years, and the big thing about sourdough is that you don't need to buy yeast. So when the stores were out of yeast and out of flour. Mm. People just were like, what do we do? And I have my sourdough, two jars of sourdough starter sitting in my refrigerator. And just by coincidence, two months before this all hit, I put up all these videos on my YouTube channel telling people how to bake bread. So when this hit, all of a sudden, my social media still to this day is filled with people's pictures all around the country saying, it came out great, thanks for the inspiration, or... This didn't work out. Do you have any tips? <laughs> I'm, yeah. like the doctor, I'm like the Dr. Phil of, of bread baking. Yeah, it, it's it's for those things that you do, and it's funny what we gravitate towards, you know, that that bread would become an immediate uh, thing. Would you say your bread game has gotten better in quarantine, or were you at such oh a high God. level? Has it? it? 
No, it's no. gotten so much better. I, yeah, I, I went to do uh, Joe Rogan yesterday, and, you know, I've always – he's like this big keto guy. He never eats carbs, but he loves my bread. And <laughs> yesterday I brought him. I said, dude, I've been bringing you this bread for four years. This is the best I've ever done. He's like, get out of here. He called me last night. He was freaking out. He goes, I don't know how. Well, what's the hell's happening, but this is one bright spot in the pandemic. Your bread is getting better. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> All right, so you do yeah. live in L.A. then? Because we were having this discussion last night whether or not you were, because it's 4.30 in the morning right now where you're at. Yeah, yeah, I'm in L.A. Oh, wow. Well, that, and then, then we're extra touched by this gesture yeah. because there's no no sane person who didn't have to get up would do this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, come on. You're one of the best radio shows in the country. Oh, oh, thank, oh, thank you, yeah. sir. Aren't you waking the family up, though, by speaking this loud in your home? I don't care anymore. <laughs> you got books to sell. He goes into yeah. the conservatory. Apparently, yeah, apparently the, the pandemic has taught me that a lot of things that are wrong with me, where I apparently chew too loudly. Um, <laughs> they can hear me breathing when I watch TV. <laughs> so I don't care if I wake them up. Hey, how cool is this? You retweeted this, and, and I'll read the tweet, and then I'll reveal who it's from. It says, the mailman delivered the slab of comedy today. Good old Tom Papa has written another book. Only read it if you like reading funny stuff. Tweeted by Rob Zombie. What? Yeah, Well, he, you guys are buds, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. What's your relationship? Uh, how, how have you guys known each other? Uh, we became friends through a mutual friend in L.A. We were at a wedding together, like a, one of those travel weddings where you don't know anybody except this one guy, and you need somebody to to crap on the on the wedding the whole weekend, and yeah. he was the guy. And <laughs> so you did became, Super Bisto together, right? That's we did right. Super Bisto. He Forgot. directed my two specials, Freaked Out and Live in New York City. Uh, he, he directed both of those. And, uh, yeah, it's cool to have a rock star friend. Totally. It's, it's funny how, yeah, it's funny how, um, you, who is a, more of a button down nature though, you know, Rogan is this, this fighter and this, uh, your, your, your list of friends are, um, are, are wide. You know, there's, there's a whole bunch of, um, of very diverse people that, that are all drawn to you. So and you were relaying a story. I was watching a clip of, of you on a motorcycle with your wife and, did you did you actually do a motorcycle tour with your wife at some point? Oh yeah, yeah. We I used to ride all the time. My father's a big biker, and we would go on these trips all the time. And then when my wife and I started dating, we got on this we got on a bike and just went across the country for uh, like two straight months. And uh, yeah, I guess there's there's a, an adventurous side to me, <laughs> but I definitely am a little more uh, a little more buttoned down. Yeah, it but just. I, but it, but I tell you, it's like when you get off a bike, like I rode all the time and it felt so safe. And then once my kids were born, I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. And then and now that I haven't been on a bike in so long, I look back, I'm like, that was insane. What was I doing on a motorcycle? <laughs> yeah, but it's part of the you, you, Is there anything so now there, you know, is there anything that you're that you really miss besides obviously you know, going out and doing shows and stuff like that and the standard stuff? What is what is yeah. the one aspect of the ISO or the lockdown that you're yearning the most? What what will you look forward to the most after this passes? Yeah, other than stand up, which is huge, getting in front of people again is that's the biggest one. But the but I do have this fantasy in my head of sitting in a restaurant at, at the bar or the or at the table with a white crisp 
cloth and having an ice cold martini outside in the world. That to me is my milestone. When I'm doing that, I'll know that things are have returned. My wife is so on board with that. She would sit in an active, uh, like a, in a restaurant in an active leper colony. No problem right now. Uh, she is, she is, she is so charmed because she's always goes out. That's her big social thing is with friends and for, for that. And that, yeah. that will be, that will be the, the milestone that says, okay, we're, we're kicking back a little bit now. Yeah, that's like that's a baby step for sure. That's going to be great. And and to be like, I, I you know I've traveled for twenty straight years doing stand up, and I really learned to love it. And I stand in my backyard once in a while, and I hear a plane like fly overhead, and I look up, and I can tell what airline it is just from the body. I'm like, that's a Southwest. I wonder where they're going. <laughs> take me, take me with you. So with, with you as a comedian, when you're going to be flying and traveling, when that will happen eventually, and, and you know, there, we, we'll see what sort of restrictions and things are going to be, how how oh, antiseptic yeah. are you? Are you, are you the kind of guy with the uh, the Lysol spray when you get on the plane and, and the the wipes? Or what what level of uh, of concern will you have from here on forward? No, you know, I, I feel like it's probably a lot safer now than at the end of my tour right before this all happened. Right. You know, because I was still traveling like March 7th was the last weekend, and it had already been around for a good solid month. And, uh, and you know, people were getting on the plane at that point, and they were wiping their seats down, and they were starting to do all that stuff. And I feel like now it's going to be germ-wise, you're probably a little safer. You'll be a little more uh, cautious. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, I I used to do this joke in my act about being really (laughs) germy and and, and being paranoid about being in hotels and uh, laying on the the comforter that they never clean and you're you're just laying there like in a pubic hair angel. (laughs) (laughs) And I was really that concerned. But once I had kids, I stopped worrying about all that stuff. And I was like, I'll eat buffalo wings off of that bedspread. I don't care anymore. Uh, Concerning having... Having a uh, a cocktail in in public, uh, Tom, to uh, to quote one of your one of your lines as well, has the 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 main consumption of alcohol been the standing in front of the kitchen sink having a drink? <laughs> yeah, I used to do the joke right once I had kids. It's not that fun. It's not that fun spring drink drinking. It's it's more like standing alone at the kitchen sink kind of drinking. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of where we're at right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, booze consumption. No, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to keep order. I'm trying to. You know, like you guys have the lucky enough to have your show, so yeah. you get to yeah. still have that structure, which is really, really important. And I. And at the end of the day, when when I'm done with all my work and it's like five, six o'clock, I'm. You know, I don't want to drink too much. You can't act like this is all spring break. But I do feel like you needed to take the edge off. So one cocktail at the end of the day, at hopefully with somebody else sitting around. But if if need be, I will just do it standing. All up. right. That's, that's <laughs> the question: Is that cocktail in a regular size cocktail glass, or is it in a vase? <laughs> <laughs> it's in a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Nice, nice. Well, listen, Tom, uh, obviously you've got the book out and, and everything else is kind of on hold. In the meantime, people follow Tom's uh, social media because... It's great. Yeah, you're going to be able to find <clears throat> uh, some great bread recipes and just what's going on in, in Tom's life. But it's at Tom Papa, T-O-M-P-A-P-A. Is there an audiobook uh, version of this? <clears throat> 
Yep, there's an audio book, too. I, I snuck out of my house to go record it right during the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. And, uh, You're alone in, yeah. a, in a booth. Yeah, yeah, it was okay. There was, it was, we were isolated. It was fine. And I also, uh, if I could put a plug in for my new podcast called Breaking Bread with Tom Papa. Yes. And uh, Tom, Tom Segura is my first guest. That's who I saw. I, it, was, it was you and Segura, and he was the one who you were talking about the motorcycle trip with. That's where it's from. Right. Yes, right, all right, right I got it. Yeah. Awesome. The cigar yeah. is great. Um, and so, yeah, Breaking Bread with Tom Papa. But the book, uh, which is available everywhere right now, is called You're Doing Great, Other Reasons to Stay Alive. It's just really, it's obviously it's funny because it's Tom, but it's super cool sharp. information that I think we all need right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're doing great. Awesome. Everything's good. <laughs> thanks, guys. Yo, go back great to bed. Thanks for thanks yeah, for right. coming on, Tom. Appreciate <laughs> it, buddy. All right, Tom Papa, guys. Four thirty in the morning in L.A. Jeez. I didn't really give this. I, I thought for sure there's no way he's got to be in New York, but no, you're right, Case. He wanted to come on that early. Yeah, he did. Wow. I, I, so yeah, when when I got the email, I was like, "You mean seven thirty our time?" Or because yeah. you know, I mean, we we could do ten thirty, but uh, you know, seven thirty is probably better. And he said, "No, yep, four thirty in the morning." All right, listen, we got to break immediately because we need to come back and go live on Fox Good Day. Yep. We're gonna do that in a second. Stay with us. Steve Show Podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Couple seconds, we are going to hear some music. That means we're going live on Fox Good Day. And then uh, we got some bizarre file stories I think you'll appreciate. So stay with us. Okay, we want to hear from the whole crew of Preston and Steve this morning if we can. Because Twitter's CEO, that Jack Dorsey guy, he's rich, notifies his employees that they can uh, work from home for the rest of their lives, permanently, forever. What do you think, Preston? Let's start with you. Uh, would you be okay with that, even though I, I know you're still in the studio? Right, right. We've got a couple of people. By the way, Nick and Kathy are at home. Here's how we uh, stay in touch with them. They're live. I'm showing <laughs> nice. them the um, yeah, uh, hey. uh, the FaceTime that we're doing here. So uh, I would hate working from home, I think. I need to leave the house. I need to. I need to get in another mindset. So... Do I think it would work for me? I mean, if I had to, yeah, I guess so. But I, I prefer leaving and going somewhere else. But I think that we're finding that more and more people can do it. That it can, that yeah. the work can get done. Yeah, it forced. It sort of forced the. Uh, they've been dabbling. Companies have been dabbling with it, and and I guess they've had enough time now to look at the productivity rate, and they're saying, okay, this is feasible. For I agree with Preston, though. I've got to have a definitive. I have a sort of a workaholic mentality, and I need the definitive. Okay, I'm home now. I can I can stop, you know, and that's the thing. So uh, going yeah. to work gives me a definitive thing. Though some people can do it. I did work from home for a while, and I I hated it. I had to go. I, I had to stop that. It was just it was. But aren't you happy that Kathy's not in the studio? Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> oh my god! So rude. Well, I spoke too soon. Mike, there <laughs> there, there was an odor. I will say that uh, I was always a person that said I could never work from home. But now that I am home, um, I don't mind it at all. I think knowing that I will eventually go back, I don't know that I could do it forever. But right now, um, I'm fine with it. I think knowing that eventually I'll return to the studio. Yeah. Also, there's something, Kathy, which your area where you would be sitting, I'm I'm using it to hold these sweet low and sugar packets that we (laughs) Yeah, what have you changed of ours? You've made your own. No, no, I've 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 purchased a few action figures which yeah. I want to display in that area. But My space. Uh, we have so much extra desk space and everything. No, we actually miss having the guys in the studio. So, yeah. what even Nick? 
Yeah. <laughs> hey. No, I, you know what? I've, I'm like Kathy. I've gotten used to it, but I miss being there. I miss being in the same room as everybody, and uh, it's just not the same. So I can do it for now. I've gotten used to Otherwise, it. Pressing. Oh, but oh, I can't yeah, wait to. Get, <laughs> but I can't wait to get back. Yeah, there's yeah. a dynamic that exists too when you can see each other. You know. Well, yeah. And that's and I know yeah. you and Alex have it as well. There's a dynamic of being right there and you and physical cues and things that help the the performance. I'll tell you, though, my right arm feels better because she hits me constantly. <laughs> oh, come on. I believe it. <laughs> I will say, before um, working from home, like, I never did breakfast. I never had time for it. It just wasn't a thing. It was a, like a weekend thing. And now I'm making, I made grits and eggs this morning. What? Are you kidding? Yesterday. I'm eating. Yeah. Alex, I'm eating much healthier. Like, instead of the food that's around the office, like, I've had avocado toast the other day. Uh-huh. Oh, Kathy's, like, living the life right now we do uh, we have meetings every monday and wednesday and she's out for a walk during our meetings this is and, true yeah, oh yeah. she does half the show with cucumber slices on her eyes yeah, yeah. <laughs> my feet up uh, well i'd like to get uh, no, a full comment from casey boy but we're out of town okay, that's bye. all right i don't want to talk right, anyway thank you guys we'll see you later all right i love it we don't even have somebody to switch the camera to me so uh that's uh, true yeah, yeah it's all good so you're not really here no nope. uh, all right uh bizarre file we're ready to go so let's do it Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, some stories. Let's start with this one. A man who had been kicked out of a McDonald's restaurant for having no face mask threw a rock through the window, stole some underwear from a Walmart, and surrendered when police threatened to set a dog on him. What a day. <laughs> Jason Daddario was charged with uh, various crimes. He was asked to leave the McDonald's in Brooklyn, Connecticut last week for failing to comply with a statewide order to wear masks in businesses to curb the spread of the coronavirus. And it was a good idea to grab a rock this morning. So Daddario threw the rock and then stole several pairs of ladies' underwear from a nearby Walmart. But there's a whole bunch of mental things going on here. Uh, Maybe it's his kind of way to protest. Right, right. Uh, he tried to flee, but thought better of it when police uh, police dog met him as he left the store. Well, wait a second. Is it possible he was going to use ladies' underwear as a mask? I was wondering, too. You know, you maybe know? he was going to make good on that. I wonder if anybody has gone out with panties on their face <laughs> as a mask. As Listen, a mask. I was in here before, and, and I got this underwear, and I want to apologize <laughs> for throwing a rock through the window. Maybe he was doing a make good. New Jersey state parks were open for a second weekend since the start of the pandemic, but officials warn that the actions of a few few park goers could close them once again. Uh, Superintendent Pat Callahan dropped the surprise news at Monday's daily press briefing, revealing that state police have found discarded human waste left behind by park goers. Uh, They have reported an inordinate amount of urine and feces being left behind in the parks in water bottles. But that's the most natural, beautiful thing you can do. They said, we understand the restrooms and public restrooms are closed, but people should plan accordingly. Callahan Bring warned, larger bottles. had warned that uh, state police would keep a vigilant eye out for continued littering of waste. And further instances could change how the state decides to operate the parks for the pandemic. pandemic. To if, be honest, I wouldn't want to go into half those bathrooms anyway. No, no. And if you're going to crap in a bottle, take it with you. Yeah. You know, that's, I think that's Show people. Yeah. Teenager Sebastian Morris got a leg up toward his goal of becoming a treasure hunter while recently diving in St. Andrews State Park in Panama City. Wow. The 13-year-old found a buried, fully functional prosthetic leg while diving with his father. 
<laughs> uh, Bobby Morris is his name. They were in the jetties at the park a week ago. I've been looking for that. The two have since started a Facebook group in the hopes of reuniting the owner with his or her lost appendage. Uh, he said uh, his dad said he's very excited about finding out more about it. We hope to find the owner and connect with the, them with the limb. And he found a body right next to it, too. <laughs> Moore said the leg is made of titanium and carbon fiber and appeared to be in good working order despite it being found underwater and sand. Those things are expensive. Very expensive. The leg is currently in Morris's home in his son's room. I uh, said it couldn't have been down there long. There was no barnacles or anything growing on it. Uh, Morris said there were no markings on the leg other than the serial number and the name of the company that made it. He should be able to track yes, it down. absolutely. Morris said he'll contact the company if the Facebook page he uh, made fails to produce results. Morris noted that the leg doesn't appear large enough for an adult man, by the way. So they're trying to track him down. A man, this is why, was struck and killed by a commercial jet landing on a runway what? at an Austin, Texas airport last Thursday. What was he doing on the runway? Uh, they don't know. The pilot of Southwest Airlines uh, Flight 1392, a Boeing 737 arriving from Dallas, reported seeing a person on runway 17R at Austin Bergstrom International Airport shortly after the jet touched down. The FAA says the driver of an airport operations vehicle later found the body on the runway. Uh, officials didn't believe the unidentified man was supposed to be on the runway at the time of the incident, uh, but they are working to confirm that and determine the events leading up to the incident. No further information was available. Wow. I think we have audio of this. A Boston police officer was recently very clever. Officers on patrol Monday in the area of the Franklin Park Zoo got a tip from a concerned citizen that an animal had escaped from the zoo that animal was a male peacock, and a police statement says an officer on scene relied on his quick wit to track down a peacock mating call on his cell phone, successfully luring the bird into a fenced yard where he waited patiently for the arrival of Boston Animal Control. It freaking worked. <clears throat> no word on how the bird escaped in the first place. we have audio of the bird call? Yeah. Here we go, the mating call. Sounds like Nick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's it. We could have just sent Nick over. <laughs> and uh, but they managed to track him down. Absolutely. And, and then they, they clubbed it to death. Yeah. No, they didn't. Oh, they did. Oh, sorry. Yeah. God. Happy ending then. <laughs> One last story. Uh, two people are facing felony battery charges after police say they assaulted a Target employee who confronted them about refusing to wear masks inside a Los Angeles store. The altercation took place on May 1st. Two people who were not wearing face coverings entered the store. They were confronted by employees. When the customers refused to put the masks on, an employee moved to escort them out. As they approached the exit, one of the suspects suddenly turned without provocation and punched the store employee, causing him and the suspect to fall to the floor. While they were on the ground, a scuffle took place, and the employee's left arm was broken. Uh, the worker was taken to a local hospital and treated for his injury. Uh, the two suspects were later arrested on suspicion of felony battery. They're being held in lieu of $50,000 bail. It's assault. Yeah, exactly. And there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. I think we have someone on the phone line. What? We do. Uh, we had pulled the name from the uh, box of goodness for schools to vote for their coolest teacher of the year. Yesterday was Lower Marion High School, and the choice was made. And we would like to welcome to the show this morning our coolest teacher of the year from Lower Marion High School, Mr. Kevin Grugan. Hey. 
What's up, guys? Hey, how you oh, doing, yeah. Kevin? I'm doing great. How are you? We're, we're doing wonderful. So you got a nice little honor from the students. What do you think about that? Uh, I think that's awesome. Uh, Lower Marine's got uh, just tremendous students, so that's cool that they thought of me. Wow, man. And in fact, you're a math teacher, correct? I am. Yeah, I uh, I got calculus this year. My kids actually just took their AP exam yesterday at home, which I thought was pretty awesome that they did that. So, uh, so yeah, they're they're uh, it's a great it's a great school to work at. Uh, so, how long have you been uh, teaching at uh, Lower Marion? I've been there for thirteen years. Wow, two thousand seven. No kidding. Have you have you worked anywhere else? I have. Uh, I taught for four years in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And I taught for three years out in Chicago, Illinois. Okay, but you are your hometown guy. You went to? Did you go to Lower Marion? No, I went oh. to uh, Father Judge High School, ah. Philadelphia. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Oh, I got gotcha. you. All, right. all right, so we were given wrong information. It said that you were a high school teammate of Kobe Bryant's. No, no, I'm a, I'm a high school. Uh, I do coach basketball at Lower Marion. Okay, so, uh, go Aces. But yeah, we had a we had a tough year this year with the passing of Kobe, but. Uh, but uh, those are uh, some awesome players that we work with. I always think it's a difficult thing it's for some reason because math is, you know, it, it's it's difficult for a lot of people. When when a math teacher gets the coolest teacher award, I think that's that's almost an extra achievement because you know there's some cool, uh, you know, there's some 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 topics or some some categories where it's like, oh yeah, that's cool. You can be a cool teacher with that. But to be a cool teacher with math, yeah, I think is a little bit more problematic. And you did it. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, that's a uh, that's a nice honor that the kids gave me. And by the way, Kevin, I only know the the, the term of the AP Calc test from uh, the movie Stand and Deliver <laughs> uh, because that's what they were they were practicing for to get ready to get uh, college credit. I believe isn't that correct? That's correct. Yeah, it's usually like a, it's a little over a three hour exam, but the way they did it this year was it was uh, two questions you had to answer at home and submit online in uh, forty five minutes. So it was it was pretty challenging, but. Uh, this group of kids has been resilient all year, and they're they're doing a great job getting through uh, all the stuff we got to do with quarantine and stuff like that. So I'm proud of them. Two questions? Yeah, two questions. Uh, the, I got an email last night from a student saying the one question had eight parts. So uh, so God bless her. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's, it's yeah. pretty tough stuff. No, I would <laughs> never do that. Yeah, no, thank no, you. No, no, no. I barely <laughs> made it out of geometry. Yeah. Wow. Uh, well, listen, and, and a quick question, because we did get a little bit of information about you and your family. You have three kids, Jack, Hope, and Aaron, and, and Hope has what's called, uh, is it Angelman syndrome? It's uh, Angelman's. Angelman so syndrome, it's, okay. Yeah, Angelman syndrome, yeah. So uh, so we have, uh, we have uh, we're, we're blessed to have three kids, and uh, she, you know, she's got some stuff on her plate that she deals with, but she's an awesome girl, really happy all the time. So it just has some delays and some things that she's got to do, So, uh, but uh, but we're fortunate. It's, and, uh, it's an awesome family, and and you guys have Lower Marion High School hosts a uh, a fundraiser for a uh, a group that raises money for uh, Angel Angelman Syndrome, correct? Yeah, they do. Like uh, six years ago, I asked my athletic director and the head coach Greg Downer if I could uh, make one of the basketball games revolve around that. And uh, for the last six years, the the kids, the student council, uh, the administration, everybody, they've been awesome. And so we we raise funds at the basketball game, and then we send it off to. Uh, to two different organizations, ASF and FAST, for uh, Angelman Syndrome Research. Very nice. Very nice. nice. Excellent. Well, listen, Kevin, we wish we could throw a bunch of money at you, but all we can give you is a coffee mug. It's what we can I afford. love it, man. Uh, I love it. I appreciate you guys. No problem. We're going to give you the coolest teacher of the year coffee mug. Congratulations. It's from your students, yeah. so we're happy to give it to you, Kevin. Thanks, Enjoy guys. the rest of your year in any way you can, okay? <laughs> Good luck to you guys, too. All right? Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Let's hear it from yeah. Kevin Krugan. Yeah. Teacher, coolest teacher. The Kruger.
of Lower Marion High School. And the school that was chosen this morning at random is Ridley High School. We want you to vote, students, and it's easy to do. You just text the word teacher to 39333, and you get the voting link, and uh, we'll find out tomorrow who the winner of that is. Off to a good start with this. Yeah, man. All right. Uh, we're going to take ourselves a break. We still have uh, John Dornboss is going to be joining us. There's yep. a uh, documentary uh, that we're going to find Tiger out about. Tiger King. No, it's no, not it's Tiger King. No, it's not? Oh, okay. It's not on Talk About Tiger. Oh. It's talking about something else. So we'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Steven Singer Jewelers is now offering financing online with interest-free options available for a limited time. Get pre-qualified in seconds. Learn more at IHateStevenSinger.com. As we ease back into life bit by bit, Acme wants to help you reconnect bite by bite. When doors start to open, when parks are filling with laughter again, and you can reconnect with family and friends over food, Acme will be there with you every step of the way. For birthdays and barbecues, parties and picnics, and of course, down the shore. Celebrate life together with Acme, your favorite local supermarket, and the official supermarket of MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Let's see. Something I wanted to hear about from Nick McWayne. And Nick, I'm sorry we didn't tell you ahead of time. We we're going to talk about this. But, you know, in this uh, in this day when we're at home and looking for things to occupy time and uh, maybe try out some new skills, Nick tried to use, uh, I think you were trying a new way of brushing your teeth, Nick, or something along those lines. I think a lot of these things, Preston, are born out of boredom. Okay. And, uh, you mean just, in, in uh, these uncertain times, Nick? In these uncertain times, Steve, yeah. And just um, trying something new just for the sake of trying something new. And this isn't momentous. This isn't anything earth-shattering. <laughs> in fact, it's downright stupid. However, I was in the bathroom, and uh, I picked up my toothbrush with my right hand, which I always do. And then I decided, you know... I've done this enough in my life, and so I switched the toothbrush to my left hand. And I, <laughs> yeah, I just a, to see if you could brush your teeth well, with your left hand, right? I'm 44, Steve. I don't think I've ever, ever brushed my teeth with my left hand. I broke God my damn, collarbone. God damn, it's time to start living. I broke my collarbone and my left uh, my left collarbone in my my 20s. I was you know I was probably I was working for Pierre, so it was 20 uh, 2002 something like that. Right. But I've never had to do it. I've never been forced into doing it. So I figured I'd give it a shot. And I can't tell you how incredibly <laughs> difficult it was no to kidding. brush my teeth with my left hand. I found it exceedingly difficult and and kind of. Um, Laughable, but also really frustrating. I remember there was a time for about five minutes that I wanted to learn how to write with my left hand. Oh, my God. No. And I spent, like I said, a total of about five minutes. I mean, this is impossible. I, I will never be able to do this. So, so like, all I, I understand this need to try these things and to see, could I do this? Or, or I use this. I'll take, and I hate to break it down to a base thing, but wiping. Yeah. Wiping you, you mm-hmm. so right. So Steve, I, I posted on Twitter that I did this the other day, yeah. and uh, and I posted. I think I posted on Instagram as well. But um, uh, a lot of responses were either, "Hey, I broke something at one point and was forced to do this," yeah, uh, or I needed to do it um, just to see what it was like. And wiping came up over and over again, and they said that that was harder than anything else that they had to do. It, I it, believe it. It's just, you're just so reflexively you. It, it's muscle memory, right? I'm, but I'm wondering if anybody listening. 
uh, did that type of thing, decided to to go with their non-dominant hand to try something out, and realized they'd been living a lie, that they could actually pull Do it, it off better? and maybe switched to using that other method. And if that is the case, or any of these cases, 215-263-WMMR. What I did find is that I was able to use my other hand to wipe with my toothbrush. Oh, okay. okay. And I, I could not do that. That was something I could not do the other way. Who'd have thunk it? Yeah, I, that listen, quit, by the way, feels good when it hits your taint. Nice. I am so right dominant that if I ever use my left hand for anything, it's almost like I've never used hands before. Right. And But what's wild is I, beautiful. I only use my uh, phone in my left hand. Which is really, really bizarre. Like mm. I, I try to do things that I normally do on my phone with my right hand, and I just can't do it. Interesting. Yeah, it's it's you. You're so. I think it's something also. Um, yeah, uh, so I know why. Everything's though. right-handed, but I put every time I, I hold the phone, I hold it with the left hand. I know why. It's probably because you use your your right hand to do something else while you're on the phone. Or you're spanking her during your phone oh, sex. Wait well, no, a but, second. Uh, if you need to write something down <laughs> yes, or, yes. or something along those lines, you, or need spank have, it. you need to have your right hand free. Well, spanking it actually is, is something. And I mean, again, not to go base again on this, but that's that's what I'm here for. Uh, and, and that's... They call do that... Do you ever change hands? Oh, yeah. yeah you I do? Did. Yeah, both are Look involved. at you. You're so confident. Yeah, for sure. Really? Oh, wow. Absolutely. Ambidextrous. Yeah. Well, at the same time. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he needs some it. of us. Some of us have this you. issue where you need to. You know? I mean, it's just such a leviathan, <laughs> junkzilla. Um, I'll tell you this. Uh, you know, it, it makes you appreciate Da Vinci. Yeah. You know how Da Vinci was able to write. Yeah, uh, yeah ambidextrous yeah, at the same time. At the same and time, in different languages, maybe in different he languages. Was, he was insane. How talented he was, Steve. You know, you were talking yesterday about getting frustrated by by rollerblading or some of these things that yes. you tried in your life, skateboarding, where you, like you just weren't good at it right away. That's how I felt with brushing my teeth with my left hand. I was so bad at it initially. I'm like, you know what? I'm good. <laughs> I never need to try this again. Did it's you look like a rabid dog when you were? <laughs> cause, cause well, the, yeah, the so froth like the, and stuff. The, the, the foam went everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't getting the the back of the teeth right. It just it felt weird. It felt awkward. It felt completely unnecessary. Uh, let's. I think I have a toothbrush actually in my briefcase. I may try it out here in a second. I'm going to go to uh, Mike. Hey, Mike. Good morning. Mike. Oh, psh, sorry. Let's try this again. Mike. Now we can hear you. Good morning. Rantlers. Rantlers. <laughs> Hi, Mike. What's up, buddy? Rantlers. Uh, I was in, I'm in seven years clean recovery, but when you go to rehab, they actually tell you to do everything with your other hand. It actually messes with your brain to try and get that anything you do kind of motion going with, hey, get out of your old habits. Start doing everything with your other hand. That uh-huh. sort of makes sense. I guess would it? it's like rebooting your, your system, so to speak? Yeah, pretty much. It just pretty much says, hey stop doing what you used to be doing and hmm. make your brain start messing with it. Here, let's give way. you something incredibly frustrating to try <laughs> while you're in recovery. Yeah, don't worry, there's always crack. Uh, Mike, how did that work out for you? Uh, I didn't do it, so I didn't do it. It too hard. And you're, and you're clean. You're clean. Seven years clean, so, you know. Yeah, but it was too hard wiping your butt with the other hand. I can imagine. It's very yeah, difficult. Yeah. All right, thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. it, it I would imagine using the poop knife is even more difficult. Well, you probably have a poop hand. knife hand. Uh, let me go to Dave. Hey, Dave, good morning. Good morning, Priscilla. <laughs> <laughs> Gary's brother. Yeah. What's up, Dave? Larry. Um, a number of years back, I, I am militantly right-handed. I mean, there's nothing I can do with my left hand. 
But a number of years back, I burnt the palm of my right hand pretty badly. All right. Uh, you know, like a solid second-degree burn. Mm. And I couldn't, I couldn't close my fingers for a while. So I was forced to use my left hand for everything. And while I could never master writing my name or, or even printing neatly, I noticed as I went along, I got a little bit more adapted at eating. I got a little bit more adapted at cleaning. I uh, gave myself a couple of strangers. Um, <laughs> it was it was really, I, my left hand got better. But then when my right hand recovered and I started using it again, my left hand went back to being dominant. Uh, just an appendage. Okay, oh, we, okay, so yeah, your I, phone's breaking up, Dave. So we're going to let you go. Interesting. When let when you write left-handed, I've seen people do that, and they're writing. Um, they kind of curve it. They their, have to their curve it around, around, right? And because that's, that's the way you have to do it. Well, it's, it's because your hand would smear what you're writing. Right, because you right. write left or yeah. right, and your hand would go over your fresh ink or you know whatever. So that's why they end up curving it it over. Do you have a toothbrush, uh, Preston? Because I have some I, toilet paper. I think I'm, I, <laughs> I do too. Yeah, uh, I got yeah, both. Yeah, I have a toothbrush. Here. All right. All right. Hang on a second. All right. We're going to try I this have toothpaste. Uh, no, I'm not going to do it to And then okay. you're not getting the full effect. Uh, <laughs> Nick? What do you think? It doesn't seem that hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I'm an idiot. <laughs> Nick, what kind of grip were you using? A Canadian or an American grip? I was using the metric system. So Okay, that's uh, it. Well, there you go. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's many more kilometers. No, I, I maybe I'm just a moron, but it was I found it to be really hard and really challenging. Uh, it's a little odd. Uh, going up and down, I think, Preston. The, yeah. the actual, the in and out, as they say in the porn industry, that's easy. Yeah. It's the up and down motion. Nick, would you agree with that? That sort of yeah. up and, that that I, up and down brush. I don't know. I guess I, I just for whatever reason it felt awkward. It felt um, ineffective. This is going to sound dumb, but I think being a drummer helps me. Uh, I bet it does. Oh, you know like what? Well, I'm not drum a drummer. Uh, because uh, Preston, I, yeah. try to do it with your feet. See how that goes. <laughs> yeah. well, he, you, I use my feet for playing drums, right. too. So, you know, it, just the grip might All be right. different. Uh, Casey, I'm not five? a drummer, and I have my own toothbrush as well, so right. I'll try as well. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, it's not that bad. Yeah, it looks pretty easy. Uh. Try, try the up and down, though. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you saw that, right? He moved it around. <laughs> You start to go like this, Steve. You start to jam it straight up. <laughs> well, I went around opposite. Instead of going like yeah. this, yeah, you went around like this. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, it's it's all right. It's not that hard, uh, Nick. Sorry, Nick. Yeah. Well, no. I I think I think I'd be in your uh, your camp, Nick. That if I I think I probably have tried it a few times, Ooh. but uh, I don't think I. I feel at home with my right hand. Ooh, I got some good calls here. Let me go to Brittany because she's right-handed, but she switched up. Hey, uh, Brittany. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good, Brittany. So you you made a change, huh? Yeah, but I didn't notice it. It was like one at one point I randomly noticed that um, I'm right hand dominant, so I cut food um, with like my left hand and I eat with my right. But at uh, some point I switched that up and I cut with my right hand and I eat with my left. Okay, so you hold the fork in your left. Say if you're if you're eating steak, you hold the fork in your left, and the knife would be in the right. Yes. Okay, yes. but what if you're not cutting? What if what if you're not cutting meat or something? You're I eating, eat say, with soup. With my right hand. You with the right hand. hand. So I yeah. will. Di- I think that's different because I, I, it, you're you're cutting. Preston. You're using your 
Can you stop uh, waving your toothbrush around? Because there's spit on oh, it. And, like, I just saw a huge glob of spit go on to. <laughs> Come on, man. COVID-19. COVID on that thing. COVID-19. Yeah. Kathy, it was like being in church when they bless you with the with the, with the yeah. water. I'm sorry. Oh I'm sorry. That's okay. Anyway, so uh, I, I think, Brittany, that, that you use the knife in your dominant hand. I do. Yeah, because I do I was well. right-handed, but and my then, knife, because that's the, that's the thing that requires more of the uh, the motion. And let's say you're cutting off a piece of steak. You've used the fork on the piece of steak that you're cutting off, so you'll just instinctively go ahead and take your left hand and move it right up to your mouth. So I do the same thing All as right. well, but, Brit- I, but I use the uh, knife. Know, yeah. But see, I didn't used to do that. You used to use the knife in your left hand. No, we, uh, yes. Yeah. Okay, see, that would seem odd to me. I don't think I could cut very well with a knife in my left hand. No, me neither. Yeah. No, I couldn't. Interesting. Br- Thanks, Br- Brittany. I wonder, oh. so let, let yeah, me ask you, I'll, yeah. I'll ask you, Preston, fork down or fork up when you're cutting? Uh, when you're cutting steak. So, meaning that the fork curves away from me? The, the, the curve of the fork is down towards the steak or, or up? When, when cutting steak, yes, it's down. Okay. Now, a lot of Europeans... What about when you're cutting soup? Nick will point out <clears throat> this as well, that Europeans will eat... With their fork pointed down, and yeah. and what they what they and they they will they'll take say you're going to eat some meat and then put something on top of that well you know mashed potatoes whatever it be if you're going to mix together they, <laughs> they put it on the back of the fork mashed potatoes and gravy <laughs> and they keep it in their left hand Americans switch hands back to the right hand yeah. holding the fork, whereas Europeans will keep the fork in the left hand when they've cut it and then bring yeah. the fork to their mouth with their left hand. Have you ever noticed that if you eat steak below the equator, you can't raise the <laughs> fork up? No. Yeah, it's something with the gravitational. Right. It's the natural yeah. movement of the it's earth. Like with the water about, going yeah. down a drain. Right. It's the bas- I've never had steak in, uh, below the equator, so next Never time. like in Bolivia or anything? No, no never, ever. <laughs> All right. Bolivia's below the equator. Uh, Probably. Let me go. Yes. I, I have a couple of uh, ambidextrous uh, people on the line. So let's go to Brian, who's, who happens to be. Hey, Brian, how you doing? Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, good morning. So you, you have sex with, with both sexes? <laughs> uh, well, only on Thursdays. Okay, yeah. I got you. No, no, you're ambidextrous, so you're right and left-handed. You're right and left-handed, yeah. And especially with shooting and stuff like that, when I, when I go out target shooting and stuff like that, pistols uh, and rifles, I shoot them left or right-handed. Wow. And baseball, when I played baseball as a kid, I could left or right-handed catch, left or right-handed bat. Wow. Okay, this... well, that makes you a valuable commodity. What, what about, have, do you do any, any fighting? Have you ever boxed? No, no, okay. no. Um, yeah, because yeah. I'm curious if you could fight, you know, right, both box, ways. yeah, southpaw and, and regular. Gay and straight. Gay and straight, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Brian, how about writing? Uh, writing, I wasn't so good at it until I got bit by a dog, because I'm actually right-hand dominant. Same old story. I got bit by a dog, and I had, for, I had to force myself to write left-hand. Yeah, you either get rabies or you become ambidextrous. Yeah, he bit you on the leg, but for some reason, you <laughs> no, I, I assume your hand got bitten? Yes, my hand got bitten. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Steve, uh, wasn't Rocky a Southpaw? Thanks, Brian. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Was he? Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. It, and in fact, I forgot what movie it was. They train him to fight right-handed, you remember. And he comes out, and it's all the big surprise that Rocky is... I'm uh, Ambifleximus. It was fighting... You're what? Ambifleximus. Ambifleximus. <laughs> uh, it, I wonder if that was Rocky Four or not. Well, he... No, he, he says in the first why. movie, yeah. 
Yeah, why well, he's a southpaw. It's just no, I know he's a southpaw, but but Mick, they, they train him eventually right. to fight right-handed in one of the movies. That's right, the, they train a the chicken to his hand. What's that, Nick? <laughs> no, it's just uh, his explanation as to why he's a southpaw facing to the south is one of the, my favorite moronic Rocky moments. Okay. Uh, I gotta be honest, I don't remember. Yeah. All I know is I want to kiss you. He had to to face to the south. (laughs) South, South Paul, South America, south of the border, fireworks, 4th of July, 95, long car trips, I have to take a pee. Daddy, I got to go to the bathroom. I thought it had to do with a a fighter from New Jersey. Uh, He tells the story about that. Yeah, New Jersey Slim. Uh, and being uh, uh, being uh, south, uh, south. Maybe that guy had like to that. face toward the south. I don't. I he just remember North him. North Pole Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Ro- it's Rocky Two. I just got a text. Okay, that that they teach him to fight right-handed. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, my okay. friend John. All right, he, he likes to text me via Facebook Messenger, which I find annoying. John, <laughs> I'm, I'm saying, you know, it. use his phone number. Stop using Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Messenger, use regular text. How do they? How do they train? You're better than that. You're better than that. Use Twitch. <laughs> Twitch. Queeby. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Something. Hulu. Right. Uh, let me see. We'll go to uh, Kathy. She does a. She teaches people uh, training in uh, hand dominance. Hi, Kathy. Good morning. Hey, you guys rock. Thank you. All right, Kathy, you teach hand dominance training? Yeah, um, I'm an occupational therapy assistant. Okay. Um, And when I worked in, like, subacute rehab settings, uh, say if you had a stroke or broke your hand or had an amputation, one of the things I would do was actually teach people how to use their non-dominant hand. So that's fascinating. Yeah, that's that's got to be something that's different. Now, when you're doing hand dominance, do you put a studded glove on the hand that you want to be the dominant one? Uh, a, like a, a like a dominatrix. Oh, like, oh, so she's a dominatrix. Oh my god! <laughs> so the, the idea of of like we had the guy who was in rehab who was talking about uh, changing his you know trying to change that whole thing. It's got to be incredibly difficult to get someone that's been living. One way to convert over, right? Oh, absolutely. It's not easy, but it, it would definitely work. I'm surprised he didn't try to do that. Mm. It's like, you know, changing uh, your neural pathways and all that good stuff. I don't think I could do it. Yeah. It's so my, my older brother has terrible, terrible handwriting, and it's so bad that I sometimes I wonder if. If he'd be better the other way, yeah. Just scrap it and start with the other hand. And, yeah, and maybe begin from scratch. Because I, you know, I, you know, Catholic school's an interesting place, and you know, maybe they're only taught to write with their right hands. So, and like, well, l- let me ask, uh, uh, Kathy, what's so? If someone was interested in doing that, or just or wanted to take take a crack at it, what's the best methodology to employ to attempt, say, becoming if you're right hand dominant, becoming left hand dominant? So one of the things you can do is actually uh, you can, like, tie up your dominant hand so that you're forced to not use it at all and start doing things with that other hand. And, uh, so you just force it. Yeah, yeah. Huh. It's interesting, Kathy, because right, the way you said neural path, it's um, – so it, when when playing drums, when trying to figure out a a complex drum part that right. that involves all four limbs and they have to go in a certain order 
and some work together and some work separate. And if if you if it feels unnatural to you, you slow it down and you practice it very slowly. And over time, you start to feel um, the pieces coming together slowly. And I guess you're building that pathway that this information travels. And the more you do it, the more second nature it becomes. Absolutely. You know, I'm a guitar player, too, so it's kind of the same thing. You divide things up in half and just work on that one side before you throw in the other. Yes, huh. exactly. Okay. All right. Exactly. It's, uh, you know, it involves work. And yeah. That, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks, Kathy. I appreciate it. Well, th- listen, yeah, it does involve work. I mean, I, I've been working on some songs that are, that are complex in nature, and I have to take them piece by piece and do these little pieces and just work out this little section and eventually find a way to string them together uh, and it does take slowing it down and repeating it over and over and over until you feel it, until it feels natural. I just, I think that uh, there are certain people that will never, no matter how hard they try and practice, will never be able to get to a certain level. Like, I would never... Oh, to a certain level, yeah. Yeah, sure. I will never be able to be a uh, as good a drummer as you. Or, you know, I have a friend who decided to play guitar at a you know pretty late stage in his life, and it was because... He, he thought, well, I can change the channels on my remote without looking, so how hard could it be to actually play the guitar? And, uh, that seems and- like a, a logical jump. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I can operate Dude. my TV remote. I could probably be a flamenco guitarist. Dude, I've, I've sat in my car and actually had this yeah. thought. Okay. okay. <laughs> so in the morning, on cold mornings, when, I've got, when I'm getting ready to drive and I have to adjust the, uh, you know, the... the uh, uh, the defrost right. and and this and that and put it in gear and do all this. Oh my I'm like, god! I could fly a jet. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I could I could do all this. Yeah, right. could, this is just check. a step by step procedure. I could I figure. Just want to let everyone out. know I've adjusted the defrost and the side view mirrors. We're ready to take off. <laughs> uh, don't turn really the radio know down. The engine stuff that much. Throttles <laughs> forward. I'm assuming. <laughs> I could do this. Yeah. yeah. No. 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 Uh, the is on, the radio is on, and the side views are adjusted. Enjoy your flight. <laughs> uh, but I got my travel mug and the cup holder. If you do take things step by step, you can relearn them. I think, and and it's just it's the patience. Uh, of of taking the time and I do. repetitive nature and just keep at it and, and keep practicing. That's how I learned the glockenspiel. Oh no, the the, the um, I, I will tell you this. We talked about um, my. Th- it's the thing that you love. So my thing is learning, uh, like you know, uh, audio software and, and the video software. I told you I'm doing that now, and 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 those things, gadgets, all that stuff. If you if you enjoy it, uh, Kathy, Kathy's love of ventriloquism, if, her ability to do yeah. that is just amazing. But I mean, if you ha- if you if you love something. Uh, you'll you'll stick with it. I just I I don't need to you know learn to use my left hand for other I, stuff. I wonder, like for people who are left hand dominant, if doing things like ri- uh, driving a stick shift is is more difficult for them. Let's say, I, yeah, if it would they have to lived be. in England, you know, and right. you know maybe oh well, finally this actually feels natural. I'm moving to England. <laughs> right. Uh, hang on, let me go to Claire. Hi, Claire. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good, Claire. So you you had to make a switch in your oh, from your dominant man. hand. I did. I went to dental hygiene school right out of high school years and years ago, and I had to, I'm left-handed, and I had to learn how to work with my right hand. That's the only way it was set up. What was, so, so because the equipment was such that it it, it didn't work with a left-handed operator? And and way back then, everything was right-handed. I mean, this is in the the late 60s, early 70s, so... 
I learned how to do it. I was young. I'm like, okay, I can learn something new. And so I worked my whole career as a right-handed hygienist, but I am dominant left-hand. I wonder I wonder in that case, um, you know, uh, Claire, if there are other occupations where you, you are forced to learn your other hand to operate something, right? I mean, well, there there has yeah. to be some sort of equipment, especially just by nature of the design of the equipment, that yep. mandates you learn to become dominant with the other hand. Yeah. Well, I, I think so, too. I think, well, the whole world is. I mean, my kitchen, you know, sewing machines and, you know, different things, everything's set up for the right-handed person. And, of course, I was young. I didn't know to say no. I so, but, but now the equipment, you can work on either side. Okay. So, but in the beginning, you know, now I'm, I am retired now, but I still do most of the stuff with my left hand. Okay. What's the name of Ned Flanders' uh, left-handed, the lefterium, is that it? Leftorium. Leftorium, yes, yeah. all left-handed stuff. Hendrix is a left-handed guitar player, but only had a right-handed guitar, right? That's correct. He restrung it. He flipped the Stratocaster upside down and restrung it. They didn't make left-handed guitars, I don't think, at the time. So. Crazy. Do they make yeah. left-handed drum kits? Uh, sure. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Well, I mean, you just you you move the pieces around and, yeah. and set them up left-handed. Do you remember in grade school the left-handed scissors? Mm. Yeah. Yes. You remember that? Yeah. They, had, they, 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 had like they were a, right-handed scissors. And you just flipped them over. <laughs> no, nope. but they were they had like little green um, finger holes. Here you go. Try cutting. Try cutting stuff with a pair of scissors with your left hand. Yes. That always messes me up. <laughs> and and it's uh it just feels odd. Yeah. And the blades are set up. Yeah, Im- improperly for you to use them efficiently with well, your left hand. For years, wasn't a case in a, a Catholic school, didn't they? You you had yeah. you were taught stop, yes, you. you had to learn to do things with your right hand. Yeah. R- Ringo Starr is left-handed. He was forced by his parents to to learn how to do things and and play and be right dominant huh. because of left-handed is bad. Yeah, it's the, the devil. It's the, it's the, the hand the of the devil. Hand or so so, like I, but I wonder. Sinister. What sinister? sinister. What? No, it is that the, the the Latin word for sinister comes from uh, the Latin word for left-handed. So um, the the entire etymology of the word sinister is <laughs> because crazy. it was based oh on people God. being evil because they were left-handed. Wow. So when you're born, do you so is your mind just arbitrarily wired to a a, a hand preference? Or is Probably, it, is it, yeah. is it, I mean, is it just environmentally no, here, created? I, here's here's the deal. I, my uh, friends that have, uh, they're called mirror twins. Okay. So they're identical twins, but one twin is all right-handed. The other right. twin is all left-handed. It's wild. It's really, okay. really, yeah. And they're actually pretty decent athletes. So like on the soccer field, one, you would have one on the right side, one on the left side. Uh, I'm looking at the phone screener, and I thought they said, Jesus is ambidextrous. Mainly I'm right-handed. Sure he is. No, it's Jesus oh. <laughs> is ambidextrous. Oh well. And so I need to go to that phone call. Let me go to Jesus. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is the second time y'all made fun of my name. I love it. Just, just the way Jesus it looks on the call screen. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Jesus, how you doing, man? How you doing? Good. What's up, bud? Yeah. Um. I'm in. Ah, we're losing you. I- uh, hello? Can yeah, you yeah, start yeah. again. Okay. I'm ambidextrous myself, but I believe I was born left-handed. The only reason why I say that is because my grandmother forced me to use everything with my right hands when I was young. And I asked her why. Like, she's like, well, because it's the witch. It's the witch stuff. I'm like, what? <laughs> witch stuff? Yeah, well, the left hand. The, uh-huh. As Nick was pointing out, that there's a, a sinister, right? I, so I guess that's something that's stuck. But now, so much so... I, I, when do you feel, uh, Jesus, that you got to the point where you became right-hand dominant? 
um, in my school years. Okay. I still use my left hands with everything. I still write with my re- left hands. I, I write better in cursive, believe it or not, with my left hand than my right. Huh. The the idea of writing with my left hand is, is completely alien to me. I could not even yeah, come close to it. You know what it is? Mm-mm. You were talking about um, drumming. Yep. Believe it or not, it's all muscle memory. Yeah. Once you learn how to drum, you know how to drum. Yep. It's like, it's like riding a bicycle. You can't forget. Yeah, yep. Um, believe it or not, you know, I, I, I eat a bowl of cereal with my right hand, and I try with my left hand, and I eat with my left hand. Oh, and, but cereal you'll do right-handed. Cereal I do right-handed. But what about, what about oatmeal? Hand. Oatmeal? <laughs> what about soup? I'm, I'm going to tell you that there'll be times I've been using certain hands that I don't know that I'm using because I can't tell. Yeah. Only my wife would let me. It's like, why are you using that hand? I don't <laughs> yeah. know what you're talking about. That's awesome. Oh, that was the first time for that hand. <laughs> All right, thanks, Jesus. No, hey, I, I, can't, I can't tell, but thank you. All right, thank you. Appreciate it, Bubba. Okay. Talk to you, man. Jesus. Let me ask you guys something. When it comes to uh, sexy time with your, with your wives, right. do you prefer to be on one side or the other because you're better with one hand than the other? Mm, no. Okay. So, <sighs> damn. I, I usually let... The stuff I'm not good at, I let the other guy do. <laughs> Is that the same for you guys? Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's why I bring in the left-handed guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, left? No, I've never yeah, thought left, about that. Are you available tonight? I, I, don't, I don't prefer to be on, the, on either side. Yeah, I was just wondering, too. Okay. Well, you, you, you have a preference. I have no, I don't. Uh, uh, <laughs> why did you even bring that up? How come this part of the bed is so depressed? Casey, I think Marissa sent over the uh, the Rocky clip, the yes, southpaw clip. Yes, she did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's, right, let's hear it. it. Here we go. Southpaw moves your left hand, and the southpaw throws your timing off, you see? Other guys throws their timing off, makes them look awkward. Nobody wants to look awkward. You know where southpaw came from? Nine huh? minutes. That's from the first one. They're in, they're in the skating rink. Yeah. 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 A long time ago, there was this guy, maybe a couple hundred years ago, he was fighting in the... Uh, he was fighting around, I think it was around Philadelphia, and his arm, he was left-handed, his arm was facing towards New Jersey, you see? And that's South. So then actually they call him South Paul. You see? South Paul, South Jersey, South Camden, South Paul. And there it is. He's but, just making stuff up. Yeah, a couple yeah. hundred years ago. And the point is New Hampshire, which is south of Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> New Hampshire, south Vermont, south Canada, south of New Jersey, south. I really need to sit down. <laughs> Two minutes. All right. Anyway, uh, you may want to uh, you may want to try changing the hand up and seeing. You never know. You might be uh, you might have a, a skill that you weren't. Or you might of. put your eye out with your toothbrush. You could do that too. So please be careful. Or you might start flinging spit around the studio, <laughs> yeah. which I was doing earlier, and I apologize for. <laughs> um, all right. Interesting. We're going to take a break because we have a guest coming along. Our good friend John Dornboss is getting in touch. And a reminder that Ridley Ooh. High School. You are up next for Cool's teacher. We want to hear. Mm-hmm. Who you think has uh, made the impact this year and deserves the reward? We gave it to Mr. Kevin Grugan from Lower Marion today, and he was pretty excited about it. So do it now. Text the word "teacher" to three nine three three three. We'll be back in a moment. What's new? Glad you asked. Green Day. The glorious suns. Come a little closer to the sky. Robot. New music, more of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WNMR.
Time to talk to a good friend of ours. There's a uh, special, actually it's a documentary coming out about him, and it'll be Friday at noon on the Philadelphia Eagles YouTube channel. Cool. Um, there is going to be, I believe, a and a involved with this as well. So uh, let's get our friend on the line and ready to go. Uh, let's give it up for Mr. John Dornbaugh. Yeah. On the phone. Hey, John. How you doing, bud? Yeah. Oh, rock on! Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem, man. Yeah, so listen, the, your 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 story is clearly the material of a uh, you know th- there needs to be a, a representation of what's going on. You've had such an interesting life, uh, you know, tragedy, triumph, um, you know, uh, issues along the way, and and so on and so forth. How long has they've been working on this thing, John? Or when did this start? So, so this originally started, obviously, I, I left the Eagles, went to the Saints, had some things happen, and, and about a year and a half after that, the Eagles hit me up and said, hey, we'd like to just do a follow-up and, you know, do a couple-minute piece on our, our segment called Goal to Go. And I was like, all right, let's do it. So, you know, Joe Helder and, and Nick flew out to, to California, and all of a sudden they're doing the interviews. Well, then things just kept happening. So they're like, hey, can we come out and shoot? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. So little did they know, as they were editing this, they said, we're not going to cut this down. We're just going to edit it, see how it ends up. It ended up being an hour. So they're like, we want to do something a little bit bigger than just a segment. And I said, hey, do do whatever you want. So uh, it, it's really cool that they took an interest and, and did it. That That is cool. I mean, it, Preston's right to, to all that point. I mean, so when they originally proposed it to you, you were thinking, oh, yeah, a couple minutes will get it done. Were you surprised that it ended up an hour? Yeah, I'm, I'm. Well, yeah. If somebody said, "Hey, let's do something on you," I, see, I don't, I don't look at my life like like you don't look at yourself in the third person. Like you're not watching yourself. Right. You live. You live it. So you're not like thinking, yeah. "Oh my gosh, I'm going to live my life," and they're going to make a movie about it, and people are going to find it interesting. Instead, you just try and live to, you know, li- live the best life you can. And the fact that people took an interest to it and get inspired by it, it's it's, it's an honor. All right. So have you have you seen it from beginning to end? So I, I have seen segments of it, and, and I'm, 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 it's really cool. So uh, I'm, I want to watch the entirety of it, probably with everybody else. Okay. So I mean, I, mean, it, 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 I would imagine it would it would be a tad bit stranger uh, to see one's life played out, uh, portrayed by actors, you know, yeah. that type of a thing, as opposed to a documentary which is taking footage of you yourself actually, and and it might be a little easier to. Uh, uh, to accept and and see that as that's coming in, or did it feel a tad bit strange? But you've seen yourself enough times uh, on 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 screen before. Did it feel odd, or was it kind of normal? I mean, I, I guess that's kind of become the life, right? And, yeah. and doing TV and, and this kind of stuff. So, um, you, you know, as an artist, if you will, uh, you you create projects that you hope that people find enjoyment from. So that that's been cool. Um, I, I think if it was a movie. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think it would be cool because you could get an actor that's way better looking and ripped up. And I totally. like, yeah, that was obviously me. <laughs> yeah, obviously. yeah, yeah. Man, Hugh Jackman nailed it. Uh, <laughs> but let me. So let me ask you. Throughout the, obviously, you have a, a, a history that's just replete with all sorts of you know, tragic and, and 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 inspiring stuff, as Preston said. The your father, you know, had murdered your mother, and and obviously went to prison, and so on and so forth. Does there exist a lot of news footage of that? Uh, there, there's some footage of that that they included, which was, which was, uh, you know, it's intense, and it doesn't matter how many times I watched that stuff, uh, I, I lived it, and so it always brings back memories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's got to be wild. It's, it's, 
You know, you, you usually keep like a, a scrapbook of things that, that elicit positive memories and wonderful memories. And, and this thing always exists as a reminder of, of, a, of a horrific period in your life. It is. And, you know, it was, it was tragedy. It was great loss. Um, but then when I watch it, you know, now my life has changed. And, and, I, and I really believe in this. We can either take things that happen to us and find good in it somehow, some way, and have a sense of resiliency and a positive attitude to take that emotion and implement change for the good. Yeah. So ever, ever since I had my daughter, I see stuff like this, and it just reminds me of how much I want to be there for and how much I, I didn't have as a kid and, and what I can now do for this new beautiful little girl in the world and, and give her a, a better relationship with her dad than I had. Yeah, t- t- taking a, a negative and, and making it a positive. Let me ask you, is, is A, is Ellen aware of this, and B, do you have any plans to show it to her? Uh. One, uh, A, I don't know, and two, that sounds like a great idea. (laughs) (laughs) John, how old's your daughter now? Oh, dude, this is crazy. She's going to be one year old in uh, May 26th this month. Wow. That's awesome. And she, A, and she is out the gate. So she's been walking (laughs) since about nine and a half, ten months, and now she is running. Uh, I just, this is the cutest thing ever. I just posted on my Instagram, I think last night, my wife did. So she grabs a Moscow mule mug. And it, she will not let this thing go. And her hands just shake when she walks. So she walks She walks around. And let me tell you, she is a happy kid until you take her Moscow Mule Mug. It's her favorite toy. And when she walks. Oh, dude, if you go on there, look at my story. And she just shakes this mug. And it is the cutest little thing. And she's starting, she's starting to run. And so what happens is she leans forward. And I think she's trying to catch up to her head. So now she's like learning that her feet need to go faster. Her head weighs yeah. more than she does, and this Moscow mule mug is just shaking the whole time. Dude, it's hysterical. So awesome. listen, obviously the pandemic's a horrific thing, and and you would never wish this, and it'd never be something you'd plan for and say, "Gee, I hope I get some time at home." Uh, you know, where I'm, I'm sort of forced to be, uh, you know, with the family and 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 just you know cast off a lot of the other stuff that I'm dealing with. But you are spending extra time with your your uh, your family. Uh, as are you uh, are you finding that you you're you're taking to it better than you thought, or are those moments where you're like I'm getting a little cabin fever? Uh, I'm built for quarantine. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was I was grinding right. I was on the road. My wife and I made this decision that hey, go get it while you can. And so for me to step back and, and just chill at home, uh, look, I know bad things have happened. I, I have friends that have had COVID. I had a buddy I played with, coaches that I played with, yeah. uh, and experienced it on that personal level. Uh, I'm not diminishing the losses that people have had financially, personally. Yeah. But with that, with that being said, I have loved every second of the idea and – and this concept of I don't have to be anywhere nor feel responsible to be somewhere. Yeah, it's just waking up and enjoying the day at home, and, and I'm I'm loving it. I I know what you mean. You know, the, 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 given the condition that that most of us have to deal with right now, you you have to take from it what you can. Look for a positive and, and in I, a horrific I've been situation. Doing the same thing, you know, yeah. as as and and as restrictive as life has been for those of us who fortunately aren't dealing with an illness or anything like that, I still look back and I go. Hey, you remember that that stretch of time when we we all had dinner together and 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 we watched movies and and we hung out and <laughs> and did stuff together. Uh, so I'm trying to take mm-hmm. that from it, you know, John. You know, so there's a, a, a family that lives at, like we can see him. He's kind of a little distance off in our backyard, right? Mm-hmm. And and we're gonna sound like total creepers because we were peeping in his window. And we <laughs> um, no, but you know what? All of a sudden, as this progressed, all his kids are around the table. And then we looked across, and then they they brought out a board game. 
Yeah. And I'm telling you, I, I talk to my friends too. Like their kids don't even know what board games are. <laughs> and now families are actually sitting around having fun and talking and communicating and slowing down. You know, like me, I, I actually shut off from my, like, I don't even carry my phone on me. Yeah. Uh, you know, I haven't really posted that much. It's like, I kind of disconnected myself to just go back to the way life was. And, uh, you know, Try and find some peace in that. Oh, that's why you weren't responding to any of my text messages that I sent to you. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I didn't. <laughs> uh, no, he was John, too busy watching his neighbor. Yeah, John, I wanted to ask you if you if you don't already do this, can you do this? Can you do some instructional videos on how to do like simple card tricks? Something that like I could bust out at a at a party. Something I could do for my children. You know, anybody that uh, anything that doesn't really take um, skill, skill, and well, I mean, like expert sleight of hand stuff. Do you know what I mean? In fact, you don't even don't do a video; just do a descriptive audio. Uh. <laughs> well, there's there's a card trick that I saw Willie Nelson do on YouTube that I used to know how to do, and right. it doesn't take a whole lot of skill. It just you have to put the cards in the right order before you end up doing the it's trick. Not Sam the bellhop, is it? I think it is. Yeah, you yeah. knew how to do that. That's yeah. incredibly involved. Yeah. Well, it's just a story that you tell. Yeah. But you also, before you even get into telling the story, you put the cards in place. Yeah, but you're supposed to shuffle constantly while you're doing the the the, the thing, right, John? First of all, the fact that you know that Sam the Bellhop is a story that involves shuffling, like you guys are, that that's awesome. <laughs> Two, there's, there's multiple ways to do it. One is you don't shuffle, tell a story. The more complicated way is to shuffle and and keep track of blocks of cards and stuff like that. I, I, I prefer the latter, you know, the skillful one. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a little bit more entertaining. Yeah. But, Casey, I'm sure we can put cards in order, put them in your hand, and just memorize them. We can figure that out. Yeah, but that – and that, but also, I don't know if that's, like, against the magician's code to, you know, do, hey, here here's a card trick that you might be able well, there, to. There, there's a lot I, – uh, uh, John, I used to get – it was Marshall Brodine, I think his name was. The comedians would sell these comedian uh, – com- comedian, magician – um, uh, how to's and instru- you'd get a, a, a like a, an instructional uh, at that time they had a VHS uh, tapes and stuff like that and you would get it and, and there's some tricks that are sort of common enough that most magicians don't have trouble relaying them correct. Well, the way I look at it is you got to learn somewhere. Yeah. And so uh, you know, so, so somebody taught me and and he, here's here's my view on magic. Okay, it's like music, right? If, if I go see if I go see a musician, I know what song's going to play. But I want to be entertained. I want to hear it. I, I think that there's two there's two levels of magic. One is if the magic is the end-all, be-all, and that's all you care about, then, yeah, you, you, like, guard the secret. If you don't really care and you're there just to entertain and have fun, whether people know how the trick is done or not, they're going to love it just like they want to hear their band play their hit. Right. I, it I, gives I, them something other than, than just the ooh factor. Right? Uh, there are tricks that have been revealed, and, and you know how they're done. And, and when I see somebody perform it expertly, I get every bit the enjoyment. I love seeing someone pull off something that you know is so difficult and make that illusion appear real. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and, 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 what, and what's cool is, is when you do that, they actually... They, they forget that they know how it's done or they talk themselves out of it <laughs> because there's no way that that's how you did it because it looks so good. John, speaking of uh, of that, and, and your daughter's only one, but uh, have you done, you know, like some coins or anything like that and, and just see that little kid look like, oh, what just happened here? <laughs> Yeah, and and then she goes and she starts shaking her Moscow Mule mug and she runs away. <laughs> you can't you can't compete with the mug, man. Let me ask you, John, with everything. You know what? Go ahead. You you just gave me the idea. 
I'm going to make a sponge ball disappear, and I'm just going to keep pulling these things out of her Moscow mule mug yes. to see if she starts, like, <laughs> reaching in there looking for nothing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know if you have a YouTube channel or not, but you could probably uh, do just an in, entire series of videos just wowing a, a baby. Uh, you, know, uh, you know what? I, oh, dude, that'd be, that'd be awesome, actually. Yeah. That'd be really cool. I wanted to ask you, John, because obviously there's talk about when the, the uh, sports, you know, when, when what's going to come back online this, the soonest and what are the parameters going to be for that? If you were actively playing now, um, you know, what, what do you think the sense is or even just from your, your years of playing? What do you what do you think the likelihood is of of how uh, things will get back online concerning football? It's crazy, right? Because baseball is trying to figure this out right now. Yeah. And, you know, how do you keep I, – I guess it's how do you keep everybody safe. And, you know, the other thing for me is I wasn't the best practice player when it didn't matter. <laughs> and now, look, it always matters, right? You're, you're competing for your job. Right. But you put 10, 20, 30,000 people and they start cheering, your game elevates, the intensity elevates. Um, you know, it, it, I mean, is it going to be as fun to watch football in an empty stadium, you know, for the fan at home? Does that add – People might not even realize how much that adds to the experience of even watching it on TV. So, like you, I'm I'm, I'm eager to see how they play this thing out. Right. I mean, as a fan, I'd rather see it without fans than nothing at all. You right, know what I mean? Right. But, um, you know, yeah. uh, and you hear about this all the time in, in sports, but, uh, you know, locker rooms, they, they illnesses get passed around so easily. And you remember a few years back, I think you were still playing at the time, John, where Mercer was kind of going through the Tampa Bay Buccaneers locker room. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yep. and so, you know, you have to obviously keep all the players safe as well because they're in such close proximity together in the locker room and then, you know, obviously on the field. Well, yeah, and, and here's an interesting dynamic because I believe this came out in baseball, um, and, and I might be totally wrong. My friend of mine might have just told me. Anyways, that the baseball players are like, we're not taking a pay cut. And so it, it's interesting because if you look at it from that dynamic, players are like, look, I'm still taking the same risk, and if I get hurt and my career's over, I, it costs me everything. Yeah, yeah, so, makes sense. It, it, it's this interesting dynamic of how they're going to come to a middle ground. Now, the NFL's got a huge advantage that people's careers are so short that they don't have time to sit out, and so I think players are going to be eager to get back to get paid. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. That makes sense. Yep, absolutely. Uh, well, listen, John, with the um... – uh, this uh, goal to go uh, event with the Eagles on their YouTube channel. I also read you're going to be doing a uh, a Q and A on the Eagles Instagram page. You know when that's taking place? Yeah. So right after this thing airs, uh, I'll, I'll do a Q and A. And I want to say thank you. You know, we we sold a lot of books, and and for people that either read the book, watched the docu, if you got questions, jump onto the Eagles Instagram. I'll be on there. Um, I, I don't think there's like an allotted amount of time that I've been told, so I'll just be on there for. A while. I mean, okay. hey, uh, I check. I check my calendar. It pretty much cleared up. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So Friday at noon. That's when you'll be able to see this on the Eagles YouTube channel. And then after that, and and this uh, the uh, the documentary is about forty five minutes an hour or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Give or take. All right, so people will be able to then go to the Eagles Instagram page and, and uh, chat live with uh, John, which would be cool. Uh, all right, cool, man. Happy to hear you're doing well, as usual. And uh, hopefully, you know, when all this is over, we'll see you back in Philly sometime. All right? I would love it. Love you guys. Thank you so much. All right, appreciate it. All right, yeah, John, John Normals <laughs> on the Preston and Steve show. Uh, yeah, I, Case, by the way, there are... There are loads of videos you can find on YouTube that'll just teach you fairly easy uh, yeah. sleight of hand stuff. Well, I was just I wanted I want to learn it from John. I understand. Yeah, yeah he might have something kind of cool. He, he showed me one thing, uh, which was pretty neat. Yeah. I, I had always had a question. I, I, I was showing him a 
a guy doing a card trick, and there was one part of it. He was doing multiple tricks in, in one routine. And I go, that. I go, I have no idea how yeah. anyone could do that. And he showed me, and it was so simple. Oh, really? Yeah. And, and I mean, it simple in its... Um, in its construction, in its execution, difficult. Yeah. Uh, but I'm like, oh, so that's how he does it. Wow. And then I tried to do it myself. I'm like, I can't do that. But it was really cool. And it didn't ruin the trick for me no, at all. No, you fact, appreciate it I appreciated more. it more yeah. how this person is able to pull it off. I know that if you gave it some time that you would be able to do a lot of really decent sleight of hand. You, you just have... Um, those abilities, you, you're uh, maybe, but it, it does memory and all that. Take a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of practice. It does. I had kit after kit after kit of yeah. magic kits and tricks and all that stuff, and I spent all my time doing it. The biggest trick is finding someone who gives a rat's yeah. ass. Well, if you're good, yeah, then people give a rat's but ass. Even then, but as you're learning, it's like, oh, uh, yeah. But I would love to see him do stuff with his daughter because I can I can watch videos of. Little kids being amazed by magic, like little like babies and stuff like that. Also, dogs. You ever see dogs lose their crap when uh, <laughs> when something disappears on them? No, they, there was the the thing where you held the the towel up no, in front of yeah, you and it like moved, it. and then you weren't there. The the reaction of the animals was pretty damn. Funny. By, though there is a whole collection, and one of my favorites I just saw the other day, where like a kid, like eleven or twelve, pressed, and the dog's there, and he's saying, "Okay, watch, watch." And he throws up the sheet and runs right into the wall. Oh, I love it. God. <laughs> Did the dogs start cracking the up? The dogs just looking. They're just laughing their ass off. What? <laughs> okay, so you're an idiot. Yeah, so the fails, I think, are, are actually yeah. funnier than uh, than the success stories. Nice. All right, well, uh, John's going to be on noon is when that is on the Philadelphia Eagles YouTube, YouTube channel. Uh, I thought this was an interesting story. I know we're going to wrap up here in just a minute, but I, but I wanted yeah. to share this before the day was up. Uh, the Navy... Uh, is actually having to find a place for a quarantine for about 500 of their uh, boot camp attendees. And with the with the pandemic, they need to move them to a certain area. I thought this is pretty wild. It's out of Illinois. Where exactly is this? Because the uh, it's the uh, Naval Station Great Lakes. Huh. And so they are putting them up and housing them. At Great Wolf Lodge. Great Wolf Lodge! You, you love Great Wolf Lodge. I love Great Wolf Lodge. How many Lodge. Great Wolf Lodges are there? There's a bunch. Uh, it's a, it's a, I always thought there was just the one, but apparently... No, nah, there's at least six or seven of them. Really? I, I, there may be more than that, but uh, yeah, there's, there's... They have indoor water slides. <laughs> there's several of them. Unfortunately, it's uh, it's the, the the water park isn't up and running. Oh, come on. I know. Bitch. Wouldn't, that, <laughs> wouldn't that not just be awesome, Nick? <laughs> There's 19 of them, and uh, their headquarters 19? are in Chicago. The first one's in was in Wisconsin. I didn't know that okay. either. 19 right. Great Wolf Lodges. Yeah. I had no idea. So, th- so they're putting up these these 500 guys at Great Wolf Lodge. Uh, it's about mm. seven miles from the Naval Station. The initial uh, contract expires on May 20th and be reviewed uh, to determine whether the Navy needs to make any adjustments. And I think it's uh, 1.1 million dollars. <laughs> Uh, to quarantine them. We should house all of our military at the Great Wolf Lodge. <laughs> Those guys deserve they to have deserve a little, a little fun, fun because you can drink in the pool, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. yes, you can. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things about Great Wolf Lodge. You can take your cocktail into the wave tank and enjoy yourself. God, I love that place. 
Tell uh, me you wouldn't be ready to fight after that. And after I was reading this story, I was I was thinking to Rochelle, I'm like, we haven't done anything well. We should go to Great Wolf Lodge. I'm like, oh, yeah. we can't go to Great Wolf Lodge right now. You can go. You just need some bowl cutters. My yeah. kids still want to go. My 19 and 17-year-old, I, yeah. I, that good. It, I mentioned it last year. I'm like, you know, I thought about maybe going to Great Wolf Lodge, but you guys have outgrown it. And they're like, no, we haven't. Yeah, like, isn't that oh, cool? Okay. Uh, but the idea behind using an otherwise shuttered water park in suburban Chicago to house a Navy recruit is simple. It is to prevent the spread of COVID-19. Uh, while at Great Wolf Lodge, the recruits are under restriction of movement, or a ROM, it's called, uh, to create a safe bubble at Great Lakes. The Naval has decided that all instructors will be living ab- aboard the Naval Station rather than uh, going home at night. Uh, and all incoming personnel recruits have to go to a 14-day ROM first, so they send them over to Great Wolf Lodge. Well, uh, so when they first go to boot camp, that's at Chuck E. Cheese, right? Yes, yeah. yeah. So the, the actual boot yeah, camp boot camp is Chuck E. Cheese, and it's off to the Great Wolf Lodge. Oh, man. So, I've um, never been, and um, I think even more so now I want to go. You should go. Yeah. You would love it. You're a water baby. I am a water it's baby. The, 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 it is a lot of fun. And and your kids are the right age. They'd have a blast. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty bummed out because of this summer. Like, we always get uh, season passes for the water parks at Maurice Piers, and we're not doing it this year. Yep, yeah. I understand. Mm-hmm. But I tell you what, one thing it is, not cheap. Oh, okay. Not <laughs> cheap. <laughs> really? What yes. is cheap? Is there anything out what there that's like... What <laughs> is cheap? What is not expensive these days, Kathy? That's worth it. Well, not ridiculously now. expensive, yeah. Flights, yeah. What, yeah. what uh, can you do that's cheap? Now, Some of your Kathy's activities, yeah. Corona activities, are fairly cheap, right? The stuff you're doing at home. No, but Kathy, you, you've got a point. Every time I think I'm like, I make a good living. I, we can we can afford nice things, and then I go and I go to the checkout part of this <laughs> website, and I'm like, you've got to, to be, kidding, be me. kidding me. Yeah. Wow. But uh, you can you can do like. I mean, when they open up, like Disney and Universal, you could take a, a fairly big family there for under $20,000. Yeah, yeah, I was going to yeah, say, wait, yeah, where is he going with this? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> get, get a new car? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a family to the theme yeah. park. Who's least likely to use their college fund? Just yeah. use that. Just take them to Disney. Hey, yeah. yeah. Let me ask you, are, are you, because of what's going on right now, do, are you ultimately saving money on your summer vacation? Because you were going to go out and do uh, some national park stuff and... Were you able to cancel your flight and then get a cheaper flight by any chance? Uh, I was, I w- I, but I didn't um, get a refund for that. I just got a, uh, what you call it, a like a, a credit. Thank you. A no fund. Uh, no, a credit to, okay. to use on the airline at a later date. Um, but Casey, you know, I, I mentioned this last week, but we're looking into the RV, um, renting an RV for a couple of weeks. And I think ultimately that'll be a little bit cheaper because that way you don't have to rent a car and pay for hotels. Um, your car is your hotel. Your car is your hotel. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that that's an option. But I, I think at the end of the day, the savings isn't really going to be there. But just on the whole, and Preston, you mentioned this on the show last week, I'm, I'm not spending as much money. You know, we're eating groceries we're not eating out as much right. we're not i know steve you're doing a lot of um you know ordering in and, and we've done that a few times but just on the whole our spending is down yeah uh by the way um oh man uh yeah a lot of people did last time we had a discussion about um uh planes and and uh, refunding your ticket and everything and i i had mentioned that i was by the insurance and many people got in touch with me and said uh pandemic is not yeah. covered under flight insurance oh, no. ah, man 
and yeah, yeah, pandemic yeah. is not but, covered. But alien attack is. But an alien attack. Yeah, I don't get that. I don't understand the logic. But specific planets, right? Well, who do you call it? Attack from Jupiter is not covered. Yeah, Wimbledon bought pandemic insurance for years, and then yes, and then Wimbledon. The, the, tennis the, the tennis tennis tournament bought pandemic insurance for like decades, except and this year. No, this year they did, and they're they're making hundreds of millions of dollars in insurance. Huh. Hi, yeah. I'm Alex Trebek. <laughs> you opt your pandemic insurance. Uh, do, I don't know if you were going to mention this, President, but the news about the Welcome America. Um, no, I haven't seen anything. What's up? It's going to be online. Did you did you see that reported, Kathy? Saw, no, they're going to do it like a like an online celebration. Yeah, and I'm like, <sighs> I don't even know if that. I mean, it's that's such a okay. That's Here's, such a gathering thing. Do you even look at the fireworks? Every now and then. <laughs> oh my god, so pretty. <laughs> Uh, Just the guy standing there. <laughs> Steve standing there doing it. Um, Steve, are they not doing fireworks then? So I, my guess is they Probably will do. Not. So the report, and, and maybe you can can look at it a little oh, further. Yeah, but yeah, the, the plan is to take it to have the concert performed at a at a at an undisclosed location, and then that'll be carried. That'll be live streamed, and then. But as far as uh, the the gathering. Uh, the, the fireworks, I believe, will occur. Okay, listen. But they're looking for. They're trying to dissuade. Okay. Gathering. I'm. You know. I don't know all yeah. the nuance, but but it, it's it, like it was, the flyovers. They told people yeah, not right. to gather, and, and they, they gathered. gathered. Right. <laughs> yeah. If they are going to do the fireworks, still, I would love do them it. indoors. I, no, don't do. Them. Do not do that. Do not listen to that man. No. Uh, what I would like to see them do is all the money that. <laughs> That they are saving on on um, not having citywide celebrations, you know, maybe sink a little bit more into the fireworks display as a result. Uh, I, it's the same way I look at, like, my, my daughter's eighth grade graduation. There is so much money that they are saving as a result of not having eighth grade trips and parties and dances and graduation ceremonies. That money was we – we spent the entire year, like, raising that money. They should sink that into – getting them a decent gift at the end of the year, you know? And so maybe the city could sink that into a decent... Listen, the, the fireworks celebration is awesome, but... What, if, what kind of gift do you have in mind? Uh, uh, stay at Great Wolf Lodge? Are you talking about for my well, children or for, for the fireworks? Uh, so, so you're saying that you, you want... You want you, you think there should be sort of payment back, so... In, in he's saying of, in, in the form of a bigger fireworks display. Yeah. <laughs> what do you have in mind? Hiroshima. I mean, it's already... <laughs> it's already pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Or a nuke. I got Three, an idea. Two. <laughs> one. <laughs> Happy Fourth of July. It's like the cone heads yeah. when, he, when he lights up whatever interdimensional firework. Yeah. All right, so well, they are doing it. Virtually, okay. uh, the virtual events will be spread out over multiple days and will be designed to create meaningful at-home experiences. Organizers mm. said uh, in I, the news release. Um, I, I, however, I think I'm it's adorable. This... I, I just don't see it having the same import. Well, yeah, it won't. yeah, I'm reading this whole article, and so far, I have not seen anything specific. Um, about the fireworks, <laughs> I'll keep reading. But I mean, all the pictures on here are of fireworks. <laughs> 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 
at least they're getting out in front of it with the planning. You know, yeah. like if they're going to go virtual, <laughs> yeah. uh, that they're doing this now and letting people know now that it, Steve, will it have the same impact? Of course not, but it'll be something and it'd be something that they'll able to be able to plan for a few months. So maybe that's a good thing. What All they're right. going to encourage people to do is to put Brillo in their microwave. And, okay. Uh, there's your fireworks there display right there in your own home. I'm, all right, I'm, spit, I'm spitballing here, but maybe uh, they could do more than one fireworks display. Maybe they could do simultaneous displays, one over the art museum, one over uh, Penn's Landing. If you do uh, if you do a fireworks display, people are going to go out to it. That's yep. the worst he, idea. Well, if you, here's no, what's going to happen. Not if you spread it out. No. Listen, they're going to try to figure out something. Again, my idea is do it indoors. That's the no. You know what happens? What'll happen is all the, despite every effort to stop local fireworks displays, people's backyards. That's what's going to happen. So you're going to see that stuff yeah, going probably. on, and, and and that'll be that. So uh, I, it, it's a tough nut because you're right, Kathy. You 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 do anything of any size, and people are going to. Gather. Well, look at the flyover. That was like yeah. to honor, yep. you know, the people who are working dur- during all of this at the hospitals and stuff, and it, it caused huge crowds all over the place. Yeah. Uh, I, Press. I don't know if you're wrapping up or not, but I have a question. Do you? Yes. Uh, it's, so also not covered in <laughs> in the pandemic. Something that's really bothering me. So our swim club is still requiring all of its members to pay in full, even if they don't open at all. For the summer, and then you lose your bond if you don't, right? And then if you don't, I guess I didn't look. Yeah, I guess you lose the bond, and then you're not a member after that. Like to me, at least like cut the fees in yeah, half, and, and at you can least upkeep, in half. At I get least it. You, you can half. upkeep the pool yes. on, on on fees. I understand that that needs to be done, but they are saying everyone needs to pay in full, whether or not they open at all this summer. I'm assuming you would need to hire substantial less staff, uh, much less. Yeah, to to just to maintain the pool, just to maintain the the integrity of the of the you know the the water and the chemicals and whatever needs to be done, but. That seems a little ridiculous. To ridiculous, me, right? Yeah, very ridiculous. I, I, I actually don't understand. Like, I'm, huh. I'm baffled by the, the, that they're saying that they need all of our fees, even though they're not opening. Well, can okay. they uh, can they do something where it is le- you know they allow less people in the pool, like twenty five percent, and and you schedule time how about all the people that would normally be there but just 25 percent of each person okay uh-huh. you can only put your leg <laughs> yeah. in case they uh, haven't they haven't at least my specific swim club has not said that they're completely not opening they're just saying they, they don't know what's happening they don't know what they're going to be able to do they obviously want to keep everybody safe so, but they're saying just pay your dues and we'll let you know if we're open we need the dues kathy i'll i'll charge you a quarter of what you're paying now and you can be and a member go- at mondo falls over at our I, house there you, you know go what? i might do that all right marissa i'm experienced the same thing with Eagles tickets. We don't know whether we're going to be, you know, allowed to have fans in the stadium or not. Right. But neither does the NFL, so they can't say like, "Well, don't pay them yet unless it gets closer." And so, you do like all the money will just go towards next season, but they still have bills the, to pay. Well, the Eagles want to, and I think any NFL team, they'll they're because I'm a season ticket holder as well. They're going to collect all the money. So at the very, very least, they can collect the interest on all of that money. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? So and maybe the they put that we're... towards a huge fireworks system. <laughs> <laughs> a giant one spread out all over the place. <laughs> yes. All right. 
Anyhow, well, I didn't know that about Welcome America, so yeah. we'll have to uh, kind of stay tuned and uh, keep an eye on uh, what their plans are. All right, yeah, we are indeed going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. Uh, we do have a secret text word today. It's a chance for you to win a case of Sly Fox Alex's Lemon Wheat Ale. So text word secret 39333 because we're not too far off from getting a winner for that. Also, don't forget Ridley High School. You are chosen today for Coolest Teacher. Don't send over names or anything like that to the text. We're doing it differently. Just text the word teacher. We'll send a link back to you where you can fill out and let us know. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Small businesses are the backbone of our local communities. And right now, they could use our help. Introducing WMMR's Operation Shop Local, encouraging you to buy a gift card from your local business to use in the future. But the cash you spend helps the business right now during a rough time. You can also make a difference patronizing businesses, offering home delivery or curbside pickup. If you run a local business, go to WMMR.com and list your business in our directory of available goods and services. Operation Shop Local is a free service. WMMR is promoting this local business directory for our listeners to review and support when possible. We're all in this together. A message in the community interest from the Beasley Media Group and WMMR. Hey, we have a new Daily Rush video. What? up and running, yes. And the title is Thanos Loves Venice. <laughs> Says when he's in, uh, when he's not destroying half of all life, he enjoys a <laughs> gondola ride with Mrs. T. I didn't even, uh, <laughs> I have no clue what no. this pertains to. Maybe from a couple weeks back. It had um, to be, yeah. Watch now, PrestonSteve.com, and it's sponsored by Punchline, Philly Fishtown's first comedy club, restaurant, and bar. So, And it's got a wonderful picture that comes along Can I see? with Thanos riding in a gondola. You can see the guy in the background <laughs> uh, who's pushing him through Venice as he enjoys his ride through that beautiful city. All right, let's do the Bizarre Five. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Five. And it's brought to you by Mulch Works of Aston. They offer highest quality mulch and topsoil manufactured on site along with leaf compost, decorative stone, pavers, and more. Mulch Works sells to residential and commercial markets with delivery and pickup available. You can visit mulchthis.com to view all products or call their helpful staff to place an order. Uh, the Wyoming Game and Fish Department completed its investigation into a recent incident where a grizzly bear injured a man. The department believes the bear acted in a plausible and defensive manner. Thank you. And will take no action against it. His lawyer, Thank you. His lawyer, uh, Marty Singer, uh, spoke for him. The bear was simply being a bear and any other suggestion is just scurrilous. Uh, Thank you, Marty. Uh, uh, Spencer Smith of Cody was uh, shed antler hunting. What? When, when, well, so. Uh, shed in, what? I'm assuming it's when elk shed their antlers and yeah, he's going around okay. trying to find them. Yeah. If that's what gets you off. <laughs> anyway, he was injured by a grizzly bear. Uh, he was able to walk approximately 1.5 miles to his ATV after the attack where he was assisted by uh, game warden Chris Queen. Yeah, that's how injured he was. He walked a mile and a half. Uh, he was then flown by helicopter to a regional hospital for treatment. Game and fish personnel determined the location of the encounter discovered the tracks of a single adult male grizzly bear. Uh, Smith was hiking alone in steep, moderately heavy timber when the attack occurred. He was unaware of the bear until it made contact with him. During the encounter, here's what happened. The bear actually bit Smith's bear spray, which was holstered on his hip. That ruptured the canister, 
And so all that bear spray came flying out, and it presumably caused the bear to... In my face. Uh, ...to break <laughs> off uh, the attack. So, In my face. I think you might have a case against this guy. I have guy. a case against him. Yes. This is the kind of douche who wanders around collecting sheddings. Uh, due to the circumstances involving a surprise... In my face. <laughs> Involving a surprise encounter and the inability to surprise, I live here. Identify the individual bear. Game and Fish does not plan to take management action against the bear at this time. What do you mean at this time? So I think you're in the clear for now. All right, all right, okay, because it uh, it was in my face. Yeah, okay. Uh, If you squint, maybe a large bird might look like a camel. Uh, Police in. And the Netherlands say officers were responding to reports of a loose camel, but ended up catch, capturing an emu on uh, Friday morning. Someone confused an emu with a camel. Yeah. Police say the bird was wandering loose in the Kyotoweg area of Rotterdam. Uh, police joked about the incident on Twitter, but officials say that they are still investigating whether it's possible that a camel was also loose in the area. You but, know, the emu is the second largest bird on Earth, right after the uh, ostrich. The ostrich? Okay. I That's believe correct. that was a Jeopardy question. And what is a blue emu? Uh, it doesn't stink. It, okay. doesn't. it has no odor. It's the hardest uh, bird for hunters to go after. Because okay. mm. it doesn't stink? It doesn't stink. Okay. Blue emu. It works fast. <laughs> It works fast. It don't stink, and you rub it on your elbows when they get all twitchy and painful. That ain't no. Who's the best salesperson we could get? Who's the best? Pe- How about me? <laughs> all right. Uh, the OPP. Yeah, you know me. Says they caught a young driver. This is in Toronto. These are the okay. places. Yeah. Uh, allegedly speeding at three hundred and eight kilometers an hour. That's 61 miles an hour. No, it's actually, it's 191. That stupid system. Dude's pushing 200. That's crazy. Uh, Sergeant Kerry Schmidt said, this is the fastest speed I've ever heard of. Uh, Schmidt said that the (laughs) 19-year-old driver was in his father's car at the time. And I got to know what kind of car this is, but it doesn't say. To be doing close. It was a Mercedes. It was a souped-up Mercedes. Really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Schmidt says that the 19-year-old driver was in his father's car at the time of the incident uh, with another 19-year-old passenger alongside him. 200 miles an hour? Yeah, t- 191. That's, okay. I mean, one itty-bitty thing goes wrong and you're dead. Yes. Any little thing. Uh, Schmidt said that the driver was stopped near Burlington and was subsequently charged with stunt driving under the Highway Traffic Act, as well as a criminal charge of dangerous driving. Uh, the driver's license has also been suspended for seven days, and the vehicle has been impounded for the same amount of time. Uh, Toronto police said, yeah, he was stunt driving. What are you doing up there? Are you doing some stunt flying or something? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Toronto police confirmed last month that officers have been handing out an unusually high number of speeding tickets. Close to 3,000 speeding tickets were handed out between March 15th and March 31st. So we've been talking about that here, and I've been noticing actually they, uh, there's been an increase as things are coming more and more back online and people going back to work Yeah, uh, that I'm noticing more cars online. So everyone who's been going crazy Crazy speeding, it's going to get extra dangerous now that there's going to be more cars on the road. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So and take it down to 150. So when I was driving in Ontario in October, I'm so stupid that I didn't realize that I had kilometers on my odometer. Right. They're just smaller on the inside of everything. 
So I didn't know how fast I was going. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I said to the guy next to me, I go, can you please tell me, like, how fast I'm going if I'm, you know, I'm, can you look at it? Can you Google how fast I'm going if I'm going 55 miles per hour? Not realizing kilometers are already I, on here. no yeah, clue. Written right there. Right I there. know. Mm-hmm. I figured that out. All right. And then one last story. Uh, the Oklahoma Highway Patrol and McLeod Police Department were involved in a chase Monday afternoon. I saw the video of this. It's It's nuts. Uh, it is unknown where the chase started, but at one point the driver was traveling westbound on I-40. The truck was eventually sent into the barrier yes. on westbound I-40 by a pit maneuver by a highway patrolman. I saw this. The car, the truck rolls over, lands back on its tires, and this guy keeps going and l- kept the chase happening for several miles on the highway. Rolled over. Yeah, yeah. Right at itself and, t- and kept going. Eventually they pulled Ta- over. Uh, they pulled over and pulled him over, and 43-year-old Floyd Grass and an unknown passenger were arrested by authorities. It's unknown what led up to the chase, but it's pretty incredible footage. Wow. We're watching it right now. Yeah, really. honestly, use that for a commercial for the truck. Yeah, <laughs> yep. All right, and there you go. That's what I got in the bizarre file. Kathy, let's get a number caller for our secret text word. What's it going to be? 12. All right, caller 12-215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. What is our lesson question? When we return, we'll get a winner. We'll also ask you a stupid question and see if you can uh, figure out something that happened earlier in the program today. And Trashy Music News, too. Be right back. Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Skip the trip to the store and get your groceries delivered with Acme. Get everything you need. Milk, fresh produce, bottled water, and more delivered right to your door. It's fast and super easy. Order online at shop.acmemarkets.com and get free delivery with your first online order. Carefully picked, conveniently delivered with Acme, your favorite local supermarket and the official supermarket of MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Ninety-three-three, WMMR, everything that rocks. That was my impression of um, Lisa Left Eye Lopez. Oh, yeah. oh that was and nice. On TV, she used to do a. She had a show called The Cut. I <laughs> was so stupid. I don't know why I just did that. The <laughs> Cut. All right, it is about ten a.m. on uh, this Wednesday morning, and we were looking for a winner for our secret text word this morning. And we were looking for caller number 12, and we have caller number 12, and that caller number 12 is John. Good morning, John. How you doing, buddy? Good morning. Good morning. Beautiful, sunny day. Yes. All right, even sunnier for you if you can give me our secret text word. What is it? Pinball. Pinball. Got a case of beer. Hang on. We're going to get your information. We're going to give you some beer, my man. Drink some All right, so we got you a case of Sly Fox, uh, Alex's Lemonade Wheat Ale, a refreshing, unfiltered wheat beer brewed 
Uh, with real lemon, $1 from every case sold benefits Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation for childhood cancer. And you can also order your favorite bites and brews. And that is at slyfoxbeer.com. It's available for pickup at all Sly Fox locations. And also winning that, our random texter is Tom Filippi hey. of Levittown, Bucks Co. Hey, uh, so congratulations, Tom. We are going to give you some beer. <laughs> All right, with that, we're going to do today's lesson question, and we are going to give away, for the correct answer, uh, a $50 Lee's Hoagie House gift card. Question that we're going to go with this morning. If you're in a car and you know how to turn on the defrost, adjust the side view mirrors, and turn on the radio, you can probably do what? (laughs) 215-263-WMMR. If you're in a car and you know how to turn on the defrost, adjust the side view mirrors, and turn on the radio... You can probably do what? If you were listening and you know the answer, you should call now, 215-263-WMMR. While you're doing that, we do the trash. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And it's brought to you by Cinch, a propane tank home delivery service that brings propane right to your doorstep. Visit cinch.com, that's C-Y-N-C-H.com, and use my promo code PRESTON. To get $10 off your first tank exchange. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, the Batman star Andy Serkis, who plays Alfred, is confirming suspicions that the movie will be the darkest version of the Cape Crusader yet. In fact, Serkis says the movie is so dark that theater audiences won't ever really be sure if it started. Hey! Producers of The Crown's newest season have chosen to not fully cover an incident in in which a recording surfaced of Prince Charles telling Camilla Parker Bowles that he wanted to be her tampon. The producers will acknowledge it in a subtle way by depicting Charles with a string coming out of his head. Oh, Oh, my God. And finally, 52-year-old multimillionaire Gianluca Bacci announcing on Instagram that he and his girlfriend Sharon are going to have a baby. In the post, a beaming Bacci says, quote, just when you think you have every blessing possible, a ripped condom ruins it all. (laughs) (laughs) That's your Hollywood All right, we shall see if you've been paying attention this morning. If you can, uh, if you're in a car and you can turn on the defrost, adjust the side view mirror, and turn on the radio, you can probably do what? 215-263-WMMR, the number. And uh, we're going to Scott, who's our first caller. Hi, Scott. Good morning. Hey, bitch. Hey, what? Hey, bitch. Scott, what can you probably do if you can do all that stuff in your car? You can fly a jet. Fly a jet. Of course! It's so easy. Hang on, Scott. We are going to give you a $50 Lee's Hoagie House gift card. Uh, Lee's Hoagie House has been serving up the best cheesesteaks and hoagies in the area since 1953. Uh, Lee's is open for pickup or delivery for lunch or dinner, and you can find the Lee's closest to you at leeshoagiehouse.com. All right, let's get to music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, we're going to start with uh, Shinedown. Brent Smith, uh, the front man, has clarified his recent remarks about playing live uh, just a few days after he seemingly suggested that the band would tour this summer as planned no matter what. Uh, Shinedown's Spring North American Deep Dive Tour was postponed to the, uh, this to the summer uh, once pandemic broke out, and uh, Smith had uh, said in an interview earlier this week, as of right now, that's all a go. So 
So we're not backing off of that rescheduled timeline. Then he later added, we want to do everything safely and we want to do we want to go by the professionals in the medical community, but you can't stay inside forever. Uh, so he's issued a clarification after some fans misconstrued his position to mean that Shinedown would perform this summer against health officials' advice. It sounded like he was saying, we're going to do it no matter what. Damn it. Uh, but in a post on social media, he wrote, I'd like to clear up any misunderstanding about our touring plans that may be out there, as some of my comments were a little misconstrued recently in the midst of trying to stay positive in the face of the COVID-19 pandemic. We're going to do it, but we're not going to do it. <laughs> he said, we'd like you all to know... That while we can't wait to play for you and see all of you on the road again, we would only do so when it's safe. Uh, the health and wellness of our fans is what's most important and something that we take very seriously. So he didn't mean that they're going to do it no matter what, literally. Soundgarden guitarist Kim Thale was asked in an interview why he has never released any solo albums, even when the band was inactive for a period of nearly 13 years after splitting up in 1997. He, resigned, he responded by saying, probably a lot of reasons. I think at the time, I was really fed up with the creative pursuit. You know, songwriting turning into uh, songwriting turning into constant meetings with accountants and lawyers and managers and record company people. I just wasn't interested. And when the band broke up, I was initially interested in going back and playing recreationally, which is what I was able to do, play recreationally. He added that he also didn't pursue a solo project after Soundgarden's initial split because all his musical ideas at that point would have sounded too close to his former band. Uh -huh. But he returned to his original love, which is making duck decoys, right? Oh, yeah, good for him. Uh, but he, no, he said, anything I would have done would have sounded like Soundgarden without the greatest singer in the world and the greatest drummer in the world. That's a good point. Uh, so that was a little bit discouraging, too. So that's why he's never done the solo thing before. Rivers Cuomo has covered Nirvana's hit Heart-Shaped Box for the first time. This happened last week during his Island in the Zoom live stream show. We have audio of this. Uh, Cuomo recently launched the show after the band went into lockdown due to the pandemic using it to answer questions and even perform some songs. In the grainy video he uploaded on Monday, Cuomo plays the haunting tune from In Utero on the piano. And here is some of that. I've been locked inside your heart-shaped box for weeks. Hey, wait, I got a new complaint. He's done uh, Nirvana songs before he performed uh, the Nevermind track Breed in 1998. And more recently, he took, a, took on Lithium while opening for Foo Fighters in September of last year. In a recent interview with Dan Rather on his series, The Big Interview, which is great, by the way. Uh, Thank you very much. Uh, Jethro Tull's Ian Anderson revealed that he suffers from chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, or COPD. 
Uh, and he claims that he claimed that although his days are numbered, he's on medication. I'll play a little clip of this. We have that as well, case of him talking to which one? Uh, let's see. Reveal, the let's see. Okay. He reveals it. He has running down your hand. PD. Here we go. Uh, well, I, I'm going to tell you something I've never told anybody in public before. We'll choose this moment to say I am suffering from an incurable lung disease with which I was diagnosed a couple of years back, and I do struggle. I have what are called exacerbations periods when. You know, I get an infection that turns into severe bronchitis and I have maybe two or three weeks of really, really a tough job to go out there on stage and play. Now, it's interesting what he says about what he thinks the cause of it is, and I'm going to play that. And I spent 50 years of my life on stage amongst those wretched things that I call smoke machines. And uh, I really do believe that's a, a very significant part of the problem that I have because I'm breathing in, you know, I mean, I take 10 breaths for, you know, every breath the bass player takes. <laughs> it's a slight exaggeration, but you know what I mean? I'm physically, I'm aerobic, you know, for two hours on stage. So I'm taking in a huge amount of whatever is in the air. So I I could probably see that, you know? I believe he's a lifelong smoker, too. Steve. Well, that would then be an issue yeah. as well. I remember an interview with him back at the station that I grew up listening to, Casey, and he was doing an interview, and he goes, I know there's a no-smoking sign in here, but do you mind if I go ahead and light up? And they were like, I want no, that right ahead. So, more than the smoke machine, then, probably. I don't know. I, I would have to look on that, but I know that he was a smoker at one point. I don't know if he if he gave it up or not, but uh, the full episode of that interview airs on Wednesday you know, the at most, 8 p.m. The most annoying... Uh, come on, there's a commercial on TV where the grandfather's reading to the... Uh, you know, and he huffed and he puffed and he, he blew the house down for COPD. Uh-huh. Just like you, Grandpa? Yeah, just like me. <laughs> thanks for bringing it up, kid. Because the, the, it's like, yeah, yeah, I, I, thanks. Thanks for noticing. By the way, I hear Ian Anderson's like a, a ten-bell douchebag. Oh, That's really? what I've heard, too. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, he's very difficult to deal with. Uh, I've never had a personal uh, encounter with him, but I've heard But if him. I see him, I'll kill him. I'm going to punch him right in the face. <laughs> I've met him a couple times. He couldn't have been nicer. No really? kidding. Yeah, uh, um, Debbie Kelton interviewed him, and uh, he was it was funny and fun. and Maybe he used to be, but like, he did a, a few events for, for our sister station, MGK, and was really cool and friendly with the fans. So, But uh, that's just my personal encounter. It's just maybe what he's a left-handed toothbrusher would say. You know what? <laughs> I'm covering for him. Yeah, you know, no, no. I, you, you, no, hey. you got to take your experience that yep. you have, and you yeah. have a positive. Yeah, yep. most definitely. So maybe he's a maybe he's a worldly known oh. good guy. Maybe wow. he's a five bell douchebag. He might be just a five beller. Pearl Jam has released a teaser for the official music video for the song Retrograde. The full clip will make its online debut uh, Thursday, and Retrograde is taken from Pearl Jam's latest album, Gigaton. Uh, which arrived. Gets me every time. Uh, and what's the name of the song? Gatorade? No, it's Retrograde. Oh. Uh, the current single from the LP is Super Blood Wolf Moon. That's number five at the Rock Radio charts as we speak. A Rage Against this the Machine. Called Great Wolf Lodge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, where those Navy yeah, uh, recruits are staying. Stay right you can drink in the pool. Yeah. Uh, Rage Against the Machine frontman Zach De La Roca and Queens of the Stone Age singer, our uh, guitarist Josh Homme. Uh, make guest appearances on the upcoming new album from rap supergroup Run the Jewels. Uh, the disc titled Run the Jewels 4 is out June 5th. Uh, De La Roca has guested on nearly every previous Run the Jewels release. This is a rap group that just does covers of Jewel songs? No. <laughs> 
Then again, I don't know, Steve. I could be way off base. That's there. pretty cool. Uh, but Josh Homme from uh, Queens of the Stone Age is going to be on there. Well, so. you have a video up that's, uh, is it Queens of the Stone Age? Or? It is. Yes, yes. I did a, a, uh, a drum cover video of uh, No One Knows, if you would like to see that. For your viewing pleasure. You can go to my Instagram page. You can go to WMMR.com where Marissa has posted it, and that will take you to my YouTube page. We have your, a few different videos there, if you would like. Your Pornhub account, too? Uh, but I am uh, Preston Elliott 1. Uh, Elliott with one T uh, on Instagram, if you want to check that out. It was fun making that. That's a fun song to play. Dave Grohl is a great drummer, man. It was really cool to play along with. And then one last story. Incubus frontman Brandon Boyd said it would be so much fun to launch a 20th anniversary tour for the band's album Morning View in 2021. Uh, the double platinum LP came out in 2001 and featured the singles... Wish You Were Here and Nice to Know You. Great songs. As for the band's tour this summer, 311 and Bad Flower, uh, the set which was set to start in mid-July was coming here. Uh, Incubus guitarist Mike Einzinger said that the bands are still weighing the fate of that run. So obviously we're going to have to wait on that one. And that is what I have in music news. All right. We are going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. We'll get ready to wrap things up and uh, get the letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize and then turn it over to Pierre. Stay close because we'll be back shortly. While we wait and wait for live concerts to return, MMR is raiding the video wing of the MM Archives to present MMR's Dreamstream Concert Series. The best up-close and personal performances and interviews from the Preston and Steve studio. Great song. It's a struts on 93.3 WMMR. Pierre presents from Ardmore Music Hall. Tell them the name of the song. Wish I Knew You, if you didn't know. And Studio 4F. Joining us in studio, Mr. Kenny Wayne Shepard. How you doing? Updated twice weekly at WMMR.com and stream directly to the best seat in the house, your couch. MMR's Dream Stream Concert Series. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Yay! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I would like to thank Mr. Tom Papa. Yeah. Called us from California, from his home, 7.30 our time, 4.30 his time. That's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to promote uh, his second book called You're Doing Great and Other Reasons to Stay Alive. He's awesome. And uh, it's available on uh, audiobook. Yes. He did do the read for Which that. Which would be like having a, an extended Tom Popper uh, special. Very true. And John Dormos. Yeah. Uh, great to talk to John. He is promoting a documentary on his life, which is airing on the Eagles YouTube channel on Friday. It's part of their Goal to Go series. And then after that, he's going to do a, uh, a, a Q&A session on their Instagram page, on the Eagles Instagram page. So uh, if you got any questions for him, get those ready. And uh, it should be pretty fascinating because John has lived a... A pretty interesting life, no question. There's a couple lifetimes. Yeah, most definitely. All right, uh, Pierre Robert is indeed making his entrance as we speak, which means we'll get ready for our letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize. Are you? Uh, do you come equipped with that letter, sir? Of course. Of course. <laughs> All right, and then we're going to do it now. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. S as in Sam. All right. You got two more to go, and that's it. So we have a physique round barbecue and fire pit kit 
from Landis Block, and you can see what it looks like on the contest page at WMMR.com. Landis Block, by the way, start imagining your own backyard paradise by looking at the photo gallery online at LandisBC.com. So we'll give that away on Friday. Hey, Pierre, can you speak to as to whether Ian Anderson is a nice guy or not? Yeah, I've ha- I've interviewed him several times. He's he can be he can go either way. It was interesting okay. when right. you when you said that because uh, one time I had him on and he said, I I said, well let's welcome Ian Anderson. He goes, isn't it funny how you radio announcers, your voice is like higher and then you go on the air and it goes very low. And I go, it's not true. He goes, yes it is. I go, no it isn't. And so we we started with a with a little snit right off the bat, mm-hmm. and then I, I moved on. Uh, I, so I found that annoying. Let me shove that flute right up your ass. You should. <laughs> <laughs> but he, uh, he uh, Jeff Ortel played our twenty fifth anniversary for free at the Spectrum, and it mm. was a great show. Uh, you know, part of his uh, aerobic winding could have to do with the fact that he he does play that mean flute, and there's a lot of uh, uh, blowing. Yes, there is. He does. He does an interesting thing when he plays. He kind of grunts and makes all these noises and stuff. So yeah, it's pretty cool. We've got a great version of Bore that they did that he did in our studios, um, and uh, he he does a snort in it. Oh, pancake! Do you think you could find that? It's so funny because um, we isolated the snort from 1991. I think so Um, because he he does Bore is a beautiful song. And he does this little pause, and he does a, a snort, and we isolate we the it. snort. Go ahead. I think I have just the, the snarl part. Go let's, ahead. Let's hear it. Snort. Yep. And he does that on purpose. Yeah. That's part of the part of the uh, the music. <laughs> There he goes. He's humming while he's doing it. <laughs> they, uh... You know what? Not part of it. <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm... I go back and forth on Jethro Tull. Uh, there was some stuff that I, I guess him. I liked, and there was some stuff I, I you know... Um, they had some great songs. Of, yeah, yeah. Um, and he could be, they could be uh, very entertaining in concert. They're awesome. Uh, they could also, you know, be a bit, um, you know, full of that English pomp thing. Yeah, right, right. Uh, so there was a touch of both of those things. But, we should probably I mean, revisit that stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, man, they, I mean there was a great, Too Old to Rock and Roll, uh, Too Young to Die, amazing song. Certainly Aqualung, but Bore. Uh, Cross-eyed Mary, Cross-eyed um, Mary, locomotive uh, breath, locomotive breath. Uh, I mean, there are a number of thick as a brick, songs. thick as a brick. Loads of good yeah. songs from them, man. Um, I should do a workforce block soon. Oh, bungle in the jungle, bungle in the Come jungle. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, I was tripping one time, and this song was going through my head <laughs> over and over and over. And I go, "This is a message like from Ian right to me. <laughs> the animals are talking to me. My flute, just the flute's going right in my head." Oh, There's a bungle in the jungle. Pierre, get a crew cut. <laughs> There's a um, a documentary on Netflix right now that's all about LSD and, and peyote. And I all saw the this. trailer for that case. Nick, what's wild is it's like 
like A-plus celebrities talking yeah. about their trips. Sting. Sting. I mean, wow. Sting is the one who kind of kicks it all off. Did and Sting it, do the high, was it the high, he, uh, high he did peyo- He did peyote. He might have done ayahuasca. Casey, um, Thomas Lennon is in it. Yeah. We talked to him yesterday, and so I, I fell into the uh, YouTube hole on this documentary because of Thomas Lennon. He posted about it the other day. Uh, but it looks really interesting. It's it's Yeah, it's all about the trip. And it's a t- it starts off as, this is great and wonderful, and, and then it goes into – but they can go bad too, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Cary Grant used to love uh, LSD. Right. Cary Grant was yeah. a big proponent. I think he was friends or with Timothy Leary, and uh, he he uh, he tripped a lot. Yeah. Uh, there was part of his freaking Cary Grant. Well, there's ha- been some. Sorry. No, I was going to say I, I would have to see this. I need to see this. Yeah. There's been some research now into uh, and some studies that are being uh, done to use it in uh, microdoses. Yeah, yeah, to help people with depression, with yep. uh, uh, treatment-resistant depression. And uh, so there are studies going on about that. We used, um, uh, on, if, if I had done it, we would go out to the ocean, and we call it breakfast with a fisherman. <laughs> so um, we'd go out, and um, uh, at Bodega Bay, where they shot the birds, was not far from the little town I grew up in outside of San Francisco. It's a beautiful town. Yeah, <laughs> and we would go out there and... Um, run around the the beach and then go have breakfast at this little diner where the fishermen were just going out. But then we came back um, over the sand dunes and in the parking lot, my friend John was on top of the roof of my car (laughs) and he was screaming and I go, why are you screaming? He goes, Harry, my other friend wouldn't let, wouldn't let him in. He was laughing hysterically in the backseat. He had locked him out. I said, John, what are you afraid of? And he goes, the duck. And I go, what duck? And he goes, the duck. And he points, and sure enough, there was a duck and in, in the parking lot. And mine was the only car in the parking lot. And John is on the roof of my car screaming, and Harry is laughing hysterically in the back seat, locking him out. He was terrified of the duck? Of the duck. Yeah. And I said, well, maybe the poor thing is hurt. And I went up, and, and the duck was not moving, and it looked to be embedded within the concrete or within the pavement. And I go, hey, ducky, are you okay? And I reached out, and it bit me. <laughs> And I go, it's not it's, Let's get out of here. <laughs> My friend loved LSD, but he the the one that, that made him stop was he had he had dosed a little too much and he was uh he had uh um <clears throat> wood grain paneling. Dude, he took a whole sheet on the wall. He did? Yeah, okay, he, yeah, told, he you told me the story. story. And oh, he saw dear. it within the, the wood grains he saw a demon. He saw what he called the wall demon. Do you know what happened? No. Okay. The music was playing, and the wall demon started moving. Uh-huh. And then the wall demon came out of the wall and started coming towards him. And it came so close. And then eventually, when the wall demon essentially came in contact with him, yeah. he um, uh, completed arousal, like, out of, out of nowhere, without, without so the, ever... The wall without demon ev- got him off? Without ever even touching wow. his own self. Whoa. The wall demon had crawled out and danced toward him, and then when... They made contact. He great day in the morning. Uh Usually, wood paneling doesn't get (laughs) that. It's funny, Press, because generally, wood paneling doesn't cause you to shoot. Yeah, as I was, oh my god, sucko! As as I was watching this documentary, I was thinking of this story because uh, that story had stuck out in my mind. Like, yeah, yeah, he had uh, basically took an entire sheet. Wow! I remember the (laughs) I went to my first concert and I thought, well, I'm over it now, and I looked up. Up and it was an old bowling alley, Lake Tahoe, <laughs> and it had acoustical tile ceiling, and the tiles were all swirling. 
and moving and color was shooting out. And my friend would point at me and sparks would fly out of his fingertips. And I'm oh. going, I'm not over this. Yet. <laughs> right, 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 right. I was right. done with it. It's not done yet. That sounds like fun. Well, it, 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 it was just <laughs> tricky. I don't recommend it. Yeah, I could never yeah, do yeah, it. Everyone who's ever I done it. I really it. don't recommend it. It's because it can, it, it, it can, can get out of control. tell the dose. Well, watch the documentary, and they, and they kind of talk about it. And, you know, like if you're not in a good frame of mind, it's sort of what it does is it, it ends up like amplifying whatever you have going on right. inside. Right. It's, like the, uh, it's like the Captain America serum. Absolutely. See what it did to Red Skull? Yeah, yeah exactly, it made you right? give a big red head. Yeah. You don't want that. Mm. I had a party once, and I had done some. And it I was, got a big red head! No, go ahead. And I, and I climbed a tree in front of my house and stayed in the tree for the whole party. I never went yeah. inside once. <laughs> hey, you I know just what? waved to people from the There's tree. There's a duck down there. <laughs> There's a, that was a different one. Oh. You're confusing the trips. <laughs> Nick, um, Will Forte's in it. Maybe it's, a, it's worth reaching out to him to talk about that maybe next week. Okay, yeah, I'll drop on nice. the line. Nice. All right, uh, besides this trip, uh, what's happening on your show today? Well, Captain Trips will be taking you on a journey of uh, musical love and excitement, and we'll have workforce blocks of Foo Fighters, uh, Tom Petty, Eagles, and a wise gift card to give away. Ooh. Captain Trips was the superflu in uh, The Stand, by yes, the way. Yes, yeah, yeah. Also, Jerry Garcia was known as Captain Nice. Trips. Yeah. All right, well, let me uh, thank our sponsors. President Steve Show is brought to you today by 80 Moyer Lumber. All 80 Moyer showrooms are open, uh, serving your building material and hardware needs. You can uh, help con- Pennsylvania contractors get back to work uh, providing their families, and you can go to admoyer.com tomorrow on the show. Oh, yes, uh, Alice Eve. I love her. She's amazing. Uh, she will be joining us. And uh, Bill and Jean Beretta. Ah! Uh, the duo, yes. the brothers. Uh, one of them uh, voices uh, for the Muppets, and another one writes children's books. They're doing a podcast. Okay. And they're calling on some of their Muppet friends and general friends and friends' friends. That's awesome. And uh, possibility we might have iced tea on the show tomorrow. I'm wow. not not the beverage, not a nice yeah. drink for so all of us. It would be good. But, I am a bit parched. Uh, but the actual <laughs> actor and uh, musician, Ice Tea, will be joining us. Uh, that's it. We are done. Ray John, have a great day. By the way, Ridley High School, tell us who the coolest teacher was. Just yeah. text the word teacher. That's all you need to do to 39333. We'll find out tomorrow who wins. Uh, see you later. Bye bye. The Breston and Steve love you. Hate you. Line. To a certain marina in South Jersey that knocked our boat off the stand. So now it's broken. That boat that all our family memories are made on is just gone. Much sad, bro. Much sad. Next message. The coronavirus. Go birds. Go Phillies. Go Flyers. Can't wait to get these seasons back started. Rock on. Physical distance, not social distance, by the way. Love you guys. Next message. Yeah, to the guy driving the convertible, take the mask off. You look like a total douche. You don't need it on when you're riding solo in the car. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less. Okay, if you thought dating before quarantine was tough... Victor decided to take a in my backyard. 
I guess my son also did it. Well, my friends, things have gotten a lot weirder. I get on this Zoom date, right? And uh, it was supposed to be me and her. But she's got three of her friends there, okay? The Second Date Update podcast give you a front seat to all of the dating drama. You're going to love it. Download and listen today at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.